Oh, it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Scumbar Podcast Marvel Movie Marathon, where we go through the 22 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with Iron Man donning his first suit and ending with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. We're going to talk Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers Assemble, and everything in between. I am your host, Captain Amatbrush, and with me today is Iron Man himself. Yeah? Well, I am Iron Man. <laughs> I do love the I'm inevitable than just the metal clank. Clink. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it is nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, warning the Scumbar podcast, speaking of that, is going to contain spoilers for this movie <laughs> and the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you do not want spoilers for anything in Marvel, please do not listen to this episode because it's going to ruin it all. If you really want spoilers, though, then listen ahead, full steam ahead, because we're going to go for it. So Yeah, you can even listen to these in backwards order, and they'll still be spoiled, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at yeah. all. Yep. Um, this week for our Marvel Movie Marathon, we are, of course, talking about 2019's Avengers Endgame, starring everyone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not even lying. It's everyone. Almost Look everybody. It it's, everyone. uh... No, nope. but they're, Everyone's they're, there. They're the... Nope. Nope. <sighs> all of them. Okay. <laughs> remember that link you sent me like way back when and it was like it's just like edited in like the ghostbusters and like transformers <laughs> like power rangers and everybody else also joined in that's such that's all i could think about when watching oh, it this time was just like i totally what you wanted more oh shoot okay portals that was such a funny video i loved it luke skywalker shows up like <laughs> I gotta find this. This is oh, that is a meme so that could just keep on going. Like you could make that video every year, <laughs> and it would be even funnier. Uh, okay, I, I assume that this is the one. I'm not entirely sure, but it's got 200,000 views a year ago. Literally everyone, Avengers Endgame portal scene. <laughs> that must be oh, the one. It's That's so good. Be it. Yeah, literally really good job with that. Okay, I'm gonna watch that again. Yeah. Cool. All right, anyways, <laughs> and those, without further ado, try your best. Go through a brief synopsis of this film. Let the audience know what it's about. <clears throat> all right. After half of all life is snapped away by Thanos, the Avengers are left scattered and divided. Now with a way to reverse the damage, the Avengers and their allies must assemble once more and learn to put differences aside in order to work together and set things right. Along the way, the Avengers realize that sacrifices must be made as they prepare for the ultimate final showdown with Thanos. My job. Which will result in the heroes fighting the biggest battle they have ever faced. 
Oh boy! Oh, was that your '90s cartoon voice? Because that was like perfect. That was perfect. Last time on Beast Wars. (laughs) That was my inspiration. So that probably was. Yeah. Slightly out of breath, like '90s cartoon host. Yeah. (laughs) Optimus Uh. Prime and his friends went off to fight the Predacons. Oh, Oh, well done, Anthos. Thank Um, you. Do you remember what it was like watching this film in theatres? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, man. What was it like? It was probably, like... Okay, it's weird to say, but it was probably the coolest movie experience I've ever had. Mm. And, yeah, I can't I can't not agree with the fact that Marvel Studios has really changed the movie-going experience. Um, I'm sure there will have always been people that really got into movies and in theatres would be loud and vocal about it. But I think to the extent of what Marvel has done, you know, getting people on board for a 22 movie franchise, like that's a big step. And the reason why I say it was a really cool experience was because thinking about how much people reacted out loud to what was happening on screen, um, I didn't even get like the brunt of it. Or I, I should say like what I experienced was so minimal compared to what a lot of other people experienced on opening day in other theaters around the world. But in my theater, it was still full, and I just remember, um, uh, like the most, the most kind of like intensity that I felt in like being one with the audience was <laughs> uh, was in that last climactic battle. You know, just after just after portals, when everybody came together, and Captain America said the Avengers assemble line, and then I I'm pretty sure I mentioned this to you, but. So in the movie, right after he says assemble, Thor yells like he does like a battle cry. But I actually didn't hear the battle cry because people in the audience were yelling as like, you know, in support of Captain America yelling or or saying Avengers assemble. Yeah. And I remember in that moment feeling so good. It was it just felt it felt right, you know. Well, that's Um, good, man. If you can get that reaction in theaters, that is exactly what you want. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I wish that I could have been there. I didn't actually watch it on an open day, but I, I wished I was. I wish that I had been able to watch it in, um, in a theater on opening day where there were way more people being so vocal about it. Because yeah, if you watch, if you watch some YouTube videos where people react to, like, oh yeah, like um, Cap picking up Mjolnir, and then also seeing Avengers yeah, Assemble, yeah. and people coming back during portals, like there's there are a lot of really well deserved feelings that we finally get to have after all this time definitely yeah that's so when i saw this movie in theaters i had very mixed feelings about this movie there Mm -hmm. were parts i liked um and a lot of parts i didn't totally understand or get i was definitely confused with the plot Mm -hmm. and i was frustrated i had a lot of frustrations with this film because it wasn't like i i guess i got it but it wasn't a lot of what i wanted to watch yeah. So um, I, I guess what I was expecting coming off of Infinity War, which was my favorite Marvel film I had ever seen, yeah. I really was expecting a lot more of Infinity War, and it's not what I got it. And I think I was so mad about that in the moment mm-hmm. that it was so hard for me to enjoy the film as I saw it plummet further and further from what I was wanting out of Infinity uh, War. The movie really goes into some different places than I was expecting. Yeah. Now, retroactively yeah, really now watching it, luckily I have a totally different opinion about this film. <laughs> okay. Um, I wouldn't say I love it Mm -hmm. but i definitely definitely it's a far cry from not liking this movie it is a fun movie for sure it is by far a very fun movie to watch Mm -hmm. it just it misses the mark in a few places Mm 
Okay. But that doesn't mean it doesn't end the series well. Like, it mm. really does. I haven't seen a movie that ends a series like this, or even, a, like, let's say even a series finale that ends a gigantic TV show. I haven't seen something this good in a long time. Mm. There's just a lot of okay. things I think I would have wanted to be different. Yeah. That being said, like, good job on them, because I don't know how you write this to be perfect for everyone. So Yeah, it's, exactly. It's crazy how they did it, and... You're right. That feeling at the end there, when you're getting to that last battle, it's impossible not to have a smile on your face watching it. Even now, after you've already seen it, it's still fun. It's yeah. just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving forward, I got a quote for you to read. This is a quote that Iron Man says. Okay. This time travel thing that we're gonna try and pull it off tomorrow—it's—it's it's got me scratching my head about the survivability of it all. But then again, that's the hero gig, right? Part of the journey is the end. And it's so true. Iron Man, from the first movie to the very last, talking mm-hmm. about the hero journey and the end. And I think that's a similar emotion to what I had with this movie, is that I was so frustrated that it's the end of something. So it's the heroes kind of working towards their own end, and it's not something oh, yeah. I necessarily want to watch, which mm-hmm. is, I think, why I'm frustrated. But at the same time, it's inevitable. It's what they have to do. It's part of yeah. being a hero is getting mm-hmm. to the end. So yeah. um, I think Iron Man or Tony Stark sums it up quite well. So Yeah, and he's probably he's the best one to do it because, in my opinion, I get, um, uh, you know, after watching Endgame, knowing what happens with Iron Man and knowing that he is the one that, yeah, he starts pretty much this whole MCU franchise, that he, uh, it's very fitting that he is the one who has been able to take us all the way through Mm-hmm. And so he's the one who gets to have these uh, these lines that really describe what we're actually invested in, what we get to right. witness. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into our act one, which I just realized now I never named my act. So there you go. You, act you, named, it, you named it a script. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I guess I forgot to name my acts, but that's fine by me. I'm just literally going to call it act one. This movie has such, like, acts in it. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. just... Avengers Endgame Act 1 to me. So there you go. Yeah. I, I think that's... A, that's It's pretty appropriate. Like, I think just Endgame <clears throat> kind of works uh, across all. And and also, we, we did talk about before how it's, uh, like, the possibility of, you know, seeing the two movies as one and seeing extended act structures. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, it it I, it does kind of work that way uh, to an extent, but then it it still works a bit better as a as a standalone movie with its own set of act structures i guess but yeah um i called my act one agony Ooh, yeah. it does feel like that this act really just like hits you hard it's, yeah it's a downward spiral which i i still think is hard to watch i know i know they're doing it on purpose but it's mm-hmm. just it's hard to watch it is um, it is really hard to watch but i <clears throat> and it's one thing that i really appreciate that um they so the Russo brothers with this movie, they really, really slowed down the pace of it, which yes. I like because then I feel like it matches with with what is actually happening to the characters and like what's happening on Earth. Um, but like the agony when it's done right, I think like agony is not quick. It's agony because it's lasting. Yeah, so it just keeps that, going on. Exactly, yeah. and so you know they they try something doesn't work out. They try something work out. It doesn't work out, and it's just um, yeah, like one thing after another, and then they learn to. Or they have to kind of just move on and try to accept it, but that alone is still agonizing. So it's, uh, yeah. But it's <clears throat> otherwise like, when would we ever see this for these characters? So I, I like yeah. that they really took the time to paint that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, okay, so I got a scene here for us. I'll play Black Widow. You play Steve Rogers. You know, I saw a pot of whales when I was coming in, over the bridge. In the Hudson? Fewer ships, cleaner water. You know, if you're about to tell me to look on the bright side, I'm about to hit you in the head with a peanut butter sandwich. Sorry. Force of habit. Yeah, see, again, it's so hard for me not to think about these moments when I was in theaters. And I was just like, wait, what? This is where we're going with this? Like, I guess I, guess I was just thinking... We're going to go, we're going to reverse time, and it's going to happen in the first act, and then we're going to meet up with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. All of a sudden, it's going to happen early. You know, I was just, I kept thinking it was going to happen, and yeah. these scenes are happening, and as you explained with Agony, I was like, wait, what? Like, we're, we're, we're going to mull in this? We're just going to keep reveling in, like, the grossness of this world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I thought, I mean, this is uh, just like a side tangent, but um, I, I also thought it was kind of, uh, very timely with what we're experiencing right now in life with the pandemic because oh yeah I, I you know towards uh i guess about a year no well within the past year considering that we've had lockdowns like kind of everywhere um we had some news about like whales coming into certain bays or certain parts of right, the water where right, they had yeah. before because yeah boats aren't well i think now they're kind of back in business but before yeah same thing boats weren't uh moving around I think in either China or Hong Kong, there was less smoke in the air. So, like, the air looked better, I think. So, things like right. that. So, it just seemed like, oh, really, it's interesting how they're almost experiencing, like, this, a similar kind of result as what yeah. we are actually living. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the, the movie starts off with a very chilling first scene of Clint with his family. We haven't seen Clint in a little while now. So, um, mm-hmm. watching him teaching his daughter to uh shoot a bow very similar to him she shoots she's got good aim they've got this nice little back and forth with them it's very touching um and suddenly out of nowhere when he's you know laughing with her the wife is asking about hot dog condiments and all this suddenly Mm -hmm. out of nowhere he looks and his daughter's missing yeah he starts shouting for his daughter and he looks over and his whole family's actually missing and it kind of ends with him on his own and we as the audience know that his family has blipped but he doesn't understand what's happening and he's just kind of left to his own yeah, I like how this whole scene is just silent. Like, there's no music. Yeah. We yeah. just hear them. We hear, like, whatever actions they're making, and, and that's it. This is why you could cut this to Infinity War really well. Like, I would much rather... I think I would like Endgame better if it was actually Avengers, like, Infinity War extended or something, you know? Mm. Where, like, we were watching, like, a five-hour film or something instead of just Infinity War, then breaking it up with other films and coming back to Endgame. Mm. I don't like these as separate stories. But if this was the middle of Endgame, I think I would actually enjoy it so much more. It makes sense to be here. Then it's slowing down. Then it's getting into all the gravitas of what's actually happening. I think that's way better. But, yeah, since it's its own movie, like you said earlier, the act structure is kind of... They're just strange. It, the whole movie is in a different pace altogether than what you're expecting. Yeah. It's just very yeah, different. Yeah, it is. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, just Clint being left alone with the quietness here. It's it's very uh, instantly mood-setting. <laughs> yeah, it's haunting. Yeah. As we then move into Tony and Nebula, who are also uh, alone in a drift in space, mm-hmm. um, try to open with a little bit of a joke, and they've got, they're playing like a little bit of that football game with the paper ball that you flick and all that. Tony's just kind of trying to keep himself entertained as he's here with uh, Nebula. Mm-hmm. Um, I was realizing in the moment that I guess Nebula doesn't need to eat. So she's not really withering away while Tony is. But isn't that kind of weird? Because in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, is she not trying to eat some kind of yam or some kind of fruit that's not yet ripe? Yeah, I, I feel like it's... I mean, I don't think it was out of, like, to sustain. I think it was just because. 
That's so weird then. That makes the joke <laughs> even worse in Guardians 2, but, which was already a bad joke anyway. So like, <laughs> and she's like, I, I can't remember what, I feel like she mentioned right. the percentage. She's like 80% like robotic or, or something. Does she need to maybe eat some food at some point maybe? Maybe? I don't Who know. Knows? Does she even have a digestive system? I Actually, you know what? She probably doesn't really because mm-hmm. she was taken apart. Like she's pulled apart in, in all yeah, these different ways. Exactly. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh yeah no i don't know (laughs) yeah regardless tony does a kind of last message to pepper which is really touching and uh it's it's it harkens back to like the scene of when he leaves earth for the first time and pepper's trying to talk to him and tell him not to leave space and he's kind of just doing it because it's the hero's way yeah and uh so it's it's almost like the love letter or the bookend to his infinity war uh pepper talking to him this is him talking back to pepper leaving her one final message yeah um it's sad it's definitely it's again it's mood setting it's it's really sad i feel for tony in this moment and you kind of think like oh man is tony gonna die like at the beginning of the movie like this is like i I was really thinking like because you know the time stones are gonna get involved in some way or at least time travel will get involved in some way or at Mm. least that's where my mind is going so i was like well they might kill him they they might kill him off and then they could just reverse time and then bring him back you know that that's what my mind was thinking yeah uh, now watching him go there is is such a harsh thing to show on screen and yeah it was sad um mm-hmm. and then you get to obviously the mystery woman who comes in out of nowhere the basking sun of light that he looks up to and this is hopefully some kind of last survival for him mm-hmm. yeah and there was a lot of speculation beforehand that there was going to be an avenger that was going to die and I think a lot of people were guessing, <clears throat> um, I guess, yeah, between, like, Iron Man, Captain America, more, like, the bigger, like, the bigger heavy hitter Cap. guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess, in a, in a way, this is supposed to kind of, like, propel people into thinking, like, oh, you know, he's almost there, he looks like he's struggling, like, how much, yeah. lo- how much longer is he going to last, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America, to me, was the sacrificial character out of all these characters, so I definitely thought he was going to die. It made the most sense for him to die since he had the the most... Like, he doesn't have a lot that he's leaving behind other mm-hmm. than his message and his yeah. stoicism, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he dies, he passes on his shield and his shield carries on the ideas of Captain America, right? Mm-hmm. So he's very sacrificial. Um, everything he wants is already dead, essentially. So yeah. The shield has his ideas. It's, like, written down. Like, he, yeah. he's, got his, he's got his lines written <laughs> oh, on the inside of his shield. I can so. do this all day? Yeah, that's what it he's, says. Yeah. He's, got, he's got instructions like, okay, jump and then kick. And then, yeah. uh, that's how you that's how you be captain america yeah essentially yeah. smile and wave uh, <laughs> so it's actually captain marvel that is saving tony she is bringing them back to the new avengers hq uh mm-hmm. and she is yeah bringing the ship back onto the ground and stark gets to reunite with the avengers as well as pepper who gets to now know that he's still alive and still okay Mm. um really chilling here he's like again this whole thing is just chilling but like he's just so skinny and just like so decrepit and weak looking and it's not it's not a good scene for tony uh, <laughs> no, it's not a good look for you, buddy. Yeah, it's not a yeah, bad, bad look for my guy Tony. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do love the scene when instantly Captain America goes to him, and Tony just like looks at him like he screwed up. Like he's just like, I lost the kid. Oh, like, I, I lost the kid. I lost the boy. Like he's dead. And then, like Tony or uh, Steve just instantly is just like, we all lost. You know, he's yeah. like, we, like we all screwed up here. This is absolutely not your fault. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's uh it is it's crazy. nice it's nice to see tony in this moment where his concern is about letting down 
a boy, like letting down a kid. Oh yeah. Um, like you know, of all people, it's not like we've ever seen him like super attached to anybody in that kind of way, except for probably like Pepper. Yeah. Um, and in other ways, it's always been like, oh, you know, like we'll figure it out or or something. But this one is like he's truly defeated, and it's it's just because of uh, yeah, this relationship that he's got with this kid, and he let him let him die or let him let him disintegrate basically and so it's i just i like that we have a sense like we get this layer to see from tony like instantly where he's yeah. just like that's that's what's on his mind yeah uh, when they're reunited the group essentially discusses and argues over tactics on what they should do next and uh if thanos is still out there how they can find thanos uh, essentially, it, it breaks down to Nebula knowing where Thanos would have gone if this mm-hmm. went correct, and she knows essentially where he is at this moment. Yeah. Um, and after a lot of this and that, and finger pointing, and then saying what we can't do and all that, they decide, you know what, let's just head down to that planet and see where Thanos is. So yeah. they all decide to go to space. Hands up if you've ever been to space. <laughs> I like how, like, it is interesting. It's like, oh, a lot of these people have not been to space. Okay, interesting. Like, yeah. Um, I like Rocket being in this kind of leadership-like role. It's interesting to see Rocket without Quill. It's not what I was expecting, but it's interesting. It, it, yeah, it's, I like seeing him in this uh, this environment, like with the Avengers, basically, like with this kind of group. He's like dynamic. helpful. Like in these moments, he's actually like a helpful character, and it's not yeah. what you're expecting out of him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess because like he for what for what he's lost uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now he's just, um, you know, they're, they're all showing just different kind of colors while they're yes. in this defeated position. And right? I extremely appreciate his nods and comments towards Quill. He mentions Quill a few times with his lines where it's like, okay, so many times that they have butted heads as who is the leader. And yeah. at this moment when he's lost Quill, all he's talking about are good things about Peter, you know, mm. uh, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's like, okay, so he obviously looks up to Quill and he's just never said it kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. physically and also emotionally, yeah. <laughs> definitely physically looks up to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they head off to, I don't actually know what the name of this planet is. Uh, I tried to search it up, but they just kind of talked about the garden being where Thanos is, but they don't talk about like the planet he's on. I couldn't really see that. Oh, I see. Yeah, so uh, they head off to this place to go essentially destroy Thanos. Uh, they find him hanging out in his little garden area that we saw at the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he uh, quickly tells them, as they find out after they kind of like capture him, that he used the stones to destroy the stones. Which mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but that line of dialogue is so fun to me. That's so good. Like, I used the stones to destroy the stones. Like that, It sounds like Lord of the Rings to me. It's so cool. Like... Oh, oh yeah, I don't know. there's a yeah. lot of like weird power behind that line. Like he used the stones to destroy themselves, and then he says like it nearly took, or, it nearly killed me. Yeah, like and that's he, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> and he did it to remove temptation. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I like that. Okay, so there's one thing I want to say about this movie in terms of Thanos versus Infinity War, because Infinity War, yeah, I, what I took from it was they're trying to paint it as you know get on some sort of level to understand where Thanos is coming from, understand his convictions, understand his passion and his somewhat love that uh, the way he sees it for, for Gamora and like all those kind of things, his, his fatherly kind of mentality in this one. I feel so much more. Uh, I, I, I see, I see Thanos so much more of a threat and, and that's not just because we get to see him more physically because he's obviously like in more combat in this movie 
that um, uh, that looks more threatening because he's got he's got his armor, he's got his big like yeah. he's building his like double. Well, he's a very edge. different Thanos in this movie. It's a different sure. Thanos. It's, it's yeah. a it's a younger Thanos in a way, just by like a few years, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> but in terms of um, in terms of being able to see him as a uh, as a combat as a tactician, um, as a his motivations as, are also just different. His motivations are different, but like I feel like the convictions behind and like the 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 way that his brain is working behind everything to me it's actually so much more threatening because he's able to see very clearly with a short amount of time what's happening and what yes. he needs to do to get on top of it yeah and it's not that we didn't really see that in in infinity war I, i'm sure we did but i think we see too we see so much more of it in this one that i feel like he's so much more menacing especially when scenes where he like he knows what needs to happen and then he he sits and or he like waits or something or he like yeah he know he you know he's got everything in place um and he can take his time or whatever so i i, I just i enjoy so much more of what we get from thanos in this movie than infinity war yeah yeah i would have to agree to disagree with you on that one but sure. i uh, <laughs> of i do enjoy the thanos we get at the beginning of the movie here i think i i like this thanos here is much more subdued compassionate uh and slower uh that like he's just done at this moment essentially they don't know yeah. what to do because this is not what they're expecting so they just kill him because they're like you're evil and they chop off his head yeah uh and I, this is all i wrote thor kills thanos nothing has changed and everyone leaves upset i think yeah. that pretty much sums up the whole scene there like that's really yeah. all that happens like yeah they just kill him you know uh what, what nebula says like my father has never been a liar kind of thing which i always i love that line i think it's really well done Mm -hmm. um and they realize okay well there's nothing more to be done so they kill him and then they realize that change is nothing so <laughs> everyone's just like well dang that sucks and they go home mm -hmm. uh yeah I, I like that scene i think it's interesting it's a huge shocker at the beginning of the film Ooh, villain's dead done everything that you hated about infinity wars and like every, the character you hated the most or, or directed your anger towards just dies at the beginning of yeah. this film immediately um, yeah. now obviously now we get a different Thanos later on but in my opinion that's the one of the largest flaws of this film is that I don't feel the same hatred or compassion to hurt or kill the Thanos in this movie because it's not the same Thanos it's a different mm. person and this is where time travel gets really confusing for me yeah um, time travel itself is just a confusing concept but when there's two different people from different time periods yeah I don't see them as a younger version or as like the same version but with different motivations i see mm -hmm. it as two different characters like mm. twins that have the same look and physical appearance but are different people altogether right. so the thanos we get later on is a different thanos in my opinion which is why i feel like a little bit of it's like a subverted anger so it's right. strange for me and we get that with not just thanos but a few other characters later on yeah but anyways, that's true yeah, yeah. so the Sorry. thing with yeah, with uh ahead. the thing with time with time travel stuff like i I feel like it's a pretty known thing just across like whatever movie you talk about that time travel has to be established in that movie so that people understand how it's going to be used. So for yes. this one, they, they talk about it a little bit later on. Be yeah. Before they actually start time traveling. And, uh, but the scene with the, uh, with the ancient one and Hulk, I guess would explain it best that, that yeah, you based on, based on the logic that they provide that you're right, that the Thanos from before is different from the Thanos that, that they that, that they killed in the beginning because even though Thanos in uh, like when they go to the future or when they go to the past whatever Thanos is there is supposed to grow up to be the one that ends up 
getting killed at the beginning, but because they remove the stones, he effectively becomes a Thanos uh, that grows in a different timeline. So yeah, he is, in my opinion, based on that logic, he should ultimately be a different Thanos. So it makes sense to to say that, yeah, like your emotions that are geared towards a Thanos is the one that is dead from the beginning, but not the one that we end up seeing for the majority of the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, after they kill Thanos and everyone leaves upset, we're smacked with a five years later text, which is just heart-wrenching the first time you see that. Like, five like, years like, is what? so long. That's yeah. just, like, you're not expecting five years to have gone by. So mm-hmm. it's five years, and then your mind is thinking, like, okay, well, like, how far did they get to solving this? And it starts off with just, like, ant-man coming back from the quantum realm and seeing that the world is just destroyed and mm-hmm. you're like wait wait what like yeah it, so earth is just not really like i don't know it, it makes sense but it's just awful it's it's yeah. such a world we that you're s- not expecting yeah we see them trying to just find ways to continue life like uh captain america is doing the whole rehab session and then right. uh, one of the directors joe russo has a cameo as one of the guys yeah. in that scene yeah which is kind of cool and uh yeah it's just um we're we're really getting a sense of like they are doing whatever it is that they can to keep going but there's really not much that they can do yeah good scene with cap too i mean he's got a long history of like being in support groups so i actually Uh kind of like that now he's in a support group for grief of people that have gone through like a natural disaster um it's quite interesting and I, i like that they can still find modern day issues that they can throw a person from the past into to still be there to help people yeah in his stoic kind of way so Mm -hmm. i do like that which Um, was previously like previously seen by falcon because uh yes sam was the one who was doing that in wait was the civil war no it was um winter soldier oh that's right winter soldier yeah that's right yeah uh so uh i i like the scenes with ant-man it's actually pretty good because it gets quite emotional like paul red's doing a pretty good job of just you know starting off like what's going on and then he's like like you that boy what time is it like what what year is it um yeah uh, <laughs> he's not just being Paul Rudd. He's actually being, he's like being a, a guy. In, in, yeah. <laughs> he's being a character in the in the movie. Like yeah, that's when he goes to the stones. Sorry, the 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 monoliths, I guess. And he's looking for the names, and he's looking yeah. for Cassie's name. Yeah. It's such a real emotion that it's just like it just hits you hard. You know, he's just instantly looking for this name, and when he sees his own name, it's like oh man, like I don't know, it's, it's crazy. And then I just <laughs> yeah. thought about this parallel a little bit later on when I was writing these notes, is that when he reunites with his daughter, I realized that he has the exact opposite story to Clint at the beginning. So Clint is with his family having a great moment and loses all of his family, including his daughter. Ant-Man comes back from blipping, essentially, I guess not yeah. really blipping, but sort of, um, from this place, comes back five years later to find that his family is kind of or is there you know like yeah. he finds his family comes he's reunited with them and i was like whoa yeah. it's it's the same thing and it comes into this moment of him with his daughter and i was like oh interesting they're both like father-daughter stories but just like played in reverse like mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah oh, that's true good yeah. point so i like that and, and i really like the acting of paul rudd when he sees cassie and like you can see like he's a great actor but like mm. normally he's just having fun yeah but you can see in that moment like they got their money's worth out of this actor playing ant-man but it's like yeah. he sees his daughter she's way older he doesn't know what to say and you can, see, yeah, the, what do you you can say? see the emotion in his eyes and then he just says like you're all grown up or something right he's he so says big. something yeah yeah you're so big and then they hug that's like oh my god it's so good 
Mm-hmm. I really like that scene. Also, that that, well that girl does such a good job of like oh. fir- first scene in this movie, first yeah. time she's in any of these movies, and like that's her first scene. She comes shocked and starts crying like first thing. Uh, like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. I just I gotta give props that whole that whole returning of Ant Man. I thought was really well done. It yeah. actually makes Ant Man seem like a real character. So mm-hmm. I like how Ken Jong was just like randomly the security guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they almost get all of the cast of Community in, like, the Avengers movies. It's pretty funny. <laughs> almost, yeah. They had it, like, in... So I don't I don't want to go through all of them, I guess. But they had uh, Abed, who was in, like, I think Avengers. Or maybe he was in Winter Soldier, actually. And then they had uh, the Dean was in, like, Civil War. And then they had... Uh, oh, the Don- and Donald Glover was in Spider-Man. Donald Glover, obviously, in Spider-Man. Then they had Shirley was in... Is it this movie? Endgame, this one. Yeah, it's in this yeah. one. She's in, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they almost got them all what's funny yeah. is the guy who plays jeff uh was actually in spider-man 2 uh back with toby Maguire. he's at the bank was and he? he's helping aunt may get out like a bank loan <laughs> oh, oh interesting. it's really funny it's like when i was watching i was like oh weird it's it's oh. jeff um <laughs> anyways uh so, <laughs> so after that um at avengers hq we have the scene that we talked about where now captain america is trying to console uh Black Widow. I keep Black writing Widow. Romanoff down, and then I never remember who Romanoff is. Uh, <laughs> so Black Widow, after she's gone through a briefing of the missions from all the new leaders, which is like, um, is it? Uh, I was gonna say Bucky, but no, it's not Bucky. It's um, what's his name? Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Rhodey. Uh, Rocket. Captain Marvel. Akoye. Um, Akoye. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like the leaders that seem to be trying to keep the peace, I guess, around the world. Yeah, and Black Widow's getting a briefing from them. She finds out about Clint and how he's still doing his Clint-like thing off in Tokyo and like fighting off a bunch of rival triad members or something. He's being um, Ronin or something. Yeah, they, I think he actually has some sort of name in the comics where he is that. Or I think yeah, there's a whole comic book line I think that does that. Yeah, and they were paying homage to it. Um, so she's upset by this, and Captain America comes to uh, console her for this whole thing. Um, yeah, so. While they're talking and Captain America's trying to do his best job of, like, let's keep our spirits high kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Lang comes out of there. In the most, like, weird, like, wrenching scene of emotion, Scott Lang is suddenly like, hey, guys, it's Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Open the door. Yeah. yeah. I do like that they're confused. Like, is this five years ago? Like, they're trying to look at the footage kind of thing? She's like, no, this is live. Like, I, that's a really smart take because, like, it could have been just the video footage of five years ago, right? And then it's not that amazing of a thing. And then, um, you know, okay, I can't. I can't not get this out of my head. This happens every time I watch the scene, but when Captain America asks, like, is this old or new? Or is this an old footage or old video? Yeah. And I keep thinking of Monica when she gets that missed call from... Um, oh, uh, is it old or new? Is it old or new? Old or new? Old or new? Yeah, I can't not hear it. Good point. Now I'm <laughs> going to hear it. <laughs> um, so Lang comes in and he informs them all about the quantum realm and how he was in there for the last five years. And they go, wow, blah, 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 five years. And he goes, yeah, but that's just it. I was only in there for like five seconds. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, what do you mean? And yeah. not to, I don't mean to disparage this movie, but of course it's like, okay, so he was in this realm for five seconds. So that must mean that time travel is available somehow yeah. by the magic of these movies time travels there and the only man who can figure this out is tony stark so we head off to tony stark at his mm-hmm. lakefront home yeah um i do love this this is probably my favorite tony ever is like the subdued tony who's become a dad who's mm-hmm. like got responsibility he's like a good father you know like he's i don't know this is like to- this is literally tony's end game and i know they do it on purpose but it's just mm-hmm. nice to see 
I I looked at this as sort of like, well, a couple things. One, um, he almost looks like he's living a parallel life to Thanos, like after Thanos did his yeah. work and he moved on. So he's just like out in the country, yeah. know, just living his life. Got a few tips from, from Thanos' cabin. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a yeah. good idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a kid too. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing is that he he's living his life like he's accepted it and he's not trying to do anything to change it he's not trying yes. to do anything to like make life better life for him is good as is whereas like everybody yeah. from the avengers they're just still doing whatever they can to like maintain or just yeah. see if they can improve or, or like whatever well tony in the past as well tony would constantly be improving right with his suits mm-hmm. and always tinkering and now it seems like he's not he's looking at what, what, what was pepper reading like about compost and like garden composting soils? yeah so composting. it's composting. like okay cool so that they're working on like such average things in the eyes of someone like tony yeah Stark. they're just humanized right yeah they're, yeah mm-hmm. and uh i love that i think it's cool i'm sure he has thrown some awesome well he obviously has thrown some awesome st- uh, stark tech into it with his He's got, like, a table there that just, like, shows all of his, like, crazy yeah, tech. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have a computer. This guy doesn't use a computer. He uses, like, the Stark OS and, yeah. like, <laughs> has it, like, integrated into his house. But still, it's very cool. I like this whole scene. I love how he's, like, he pretty much hears, like, oh, time travel? Yeah, no. No, that's not happening. And then he pretty much tells him, like, uh, you can stay for lunch, but you can't talk shop. I love yeah. that. That's such right. a good line. It sticks mm-hmm. with me. It's like, yeah, you can stay for lunch, but you can't talk shop. So like, now you're gonna have like all these heroes over. They're all gonna eat like grilled cheese sandwiches and just talk about what? <laughs> what are they gonna talk about? They talk about the grilled cheese sandwiches and compare them yeah. to the shawarmas that they had like eight years ago. Is he gonna talk about like the lake in front of them? And be like, oh yeah, there's carp in there. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I took Morgan fishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, I just I want to see that side. Whatever happened there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so they all head out, uh, kind of sad and defeated that Tony didn't want to solve their problems of time travel. Um, then they seek out Banner Hulk, which is mm, another... Bulk. This is, yeah, this is... I'm not going to complain about this. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's still not what I enjoy about the Hulk by watching Banner and the Hulk as one now. It's yeah. still not what I enjoy about the Hulk. And you know my thoughts about Infinity War, where I really did not enjoy watching Bruce Banner the whole time. Yeah. But I will say this is better. So I enjoy Hulk <laughs> more in this movie than I did in Infinity War. But it's still none of this is still an enjoyable Hulk slash Bruce Banner for me compared to what I would want to see out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Bless you. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nice. Um, so it's... It's fun. There's some funny moments. I like when the kids come up and want his autograph, and he's like, "Yeah." And, and then, then they like, don't want Ant-Man's autograph. <laughs> yeah, then Ant-Man's. Like, the joke lingers a little too long, I think, but it's still not bad. It's it's okay. Um, yeah. I, and I don't think that Mark Ruffalo is doing a, a terrible job in these scenes. I think he's actually doing pretty pretty good. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I like the nerdy Professor Banner, you know, who's like really nerdy and like able to do a bunch of stuff, and then he just hulks out and turns into the crazy Hulk. I want a Jacqueline Hyde experience, and yeah. this is just not. Him harnessing it, sure, it's it's interesting, it's cool that he's able to figure this out, but finding like a happy balance in the middle is not really what I was looking for. Yeah, and I don't think it is really a happy balance either because so Mark, okay, the Bruce Banner character we know is is kind of more of like a very timid character. Um, the Hulk is pretty, it's just rage and anger, right? So, yeah. what is the balance of those two? I don't think it's a light-hearted comedic. Yeah. Or trying to be comedic, animated kind of character, right? So, yeah, right. I think the character of the Hulk that we see, I mean, I can... Sure, it's great he figured out the way to, like, fuse both and try to get the best of both worlds, but then I don't think the personality behind it is 
is reminiscent of either Hulk or Banner. Right. So it, that 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 to me is what what really doesn't fit. Like it's it's almost like the confidence behind what he was able to produce made him more lighthearted and just decided to be, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah, just like lighthearted all the time and happy go lucky. But it's it seems like a very odd. It's almost like denial. But uh, maybe it's not. It's just I also, kind of agree with that. I like that denial. Yeah. 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 Ah, sure. Okay. We'll go with it. I like it. Um, and it's hard to put to words why it frustrates me, but I think he did a pretty good job. Cool. Um, <laughs> while they're talking about this whole radiation thing with him, he explains how it could be possible, yada, 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 and how he might help them and all this stuff. Um, then it shows Tony, who's tinkering at night, and we're talking about this Stark OS. And mm-hmm. he's kind of just tinkering with an idea about time travel. And you can tell that he pretty much knows already it's going to work, but he doesn't want it to work. So. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, just run the simulation, you know, yeah. and if it doesn't work, yeah, whatever, just just throw it out, you know, I don't I don't actually even need to see if this works kind of thing, even though he's, like, still curious. Yeah, um, I want to talk about his motivation, though, like, so, yeah, he has, he has so much more to lose now, obviously, sure. with, like, Pepper and Morgan and, like, what they have, but there's still something, so, Tony, I guess throughout the, the MCU, has always been somebody who held on to things, and and what he held on to is usually what propelled him to take some sort of action, right? So there's a moment where he's washing the dishes and there's a picture frame of his dad, but mm-hmm. he looks past it and looks at the picture with him and Peter Parker. And that is the scene just before he, he decides to tinker around. So the motivation behind what we first saw him when he returned to Earth about like how he lost the kid and then now seeing the picture of him together and remembering like what he, lo- like what he had and then what he lost, mm-hmm. I think... I, I like how this is kind of the motivator for him to actually say like, well, let's just give it a shot. Let's see what happens. You know, at least like, at least for the sake of the kid, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I like that it's kind of a continual motivation or motivational factor. Like he's he's a father to Morgan, but he's also he's also kind of got this like father son relationship going on with Peter, like trying yeah. to bring him up as I see him as bringing up as like the next Iron Man in a way like yeah I, I think he's grooming him to be just like him essentially he knows yeah. he probably sees himself in him obviously so mm-hmm. yeah uh, exactly I, I i again i love tony in these scenes and i think he's very relatable watching him do this whole tinkering thing while i find it hilarious that it's like sure tony stark overnight comes up with the idea of time travel at the <laughs> yeah. same time i love the yeah. idea that this is a, i mean sherlock holmes is also a really ridiculous character also played by robert Downey jr but uh is <laughs> also yeah. a ridiculous character but it's so much fun to watch and I find him really realistic in these moments, and I really relate to his character, so I like it. And I like Pepper kind of being the one to tell him, you know, like, like, like you can do this. Um, this is the kind of person that I've always tried to stop you from being, and yet you inevitably be that person anyways, because that's who you are. And then he's yeah. just kind of like, you're right, like, that's... He's just that kind of a person who's able to figure out these kinds of things to help everybody. So that, that's just mm-hmm. what makes him him. Um, yeah. And then Morgan loves him 3,000. Ah, I love that. I love you 3,000, yeah. Yeah, Good which is, uh, so 3,000 is the, for those who don't know, 3,000 is, like, the amount of minutes, like, the total running time of all the movies put together, of all the MCU. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, so that's what I it is. I didn't know that. So oh. every once in a while, they'll put some sort of, like, uh, like factoid that relates to something about the production, right? I yeah. think they, they put a lot of Easter eggs in there, but, but yeah, 3,000 is supposed to relate to the total running time of all minutes in, I think, just including Endgame. I'm not sure about anything more. Well, Endgame yeah. is like exactly three hours. <laughs> it was like, whoa. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so again, lovely scenes. I like I like Tony. Uh, I, I just 
I like the whole scenes. I like how it's done. I like everything that happens him with him and Peter there. Um, and just a side note, while we carry on here, because this is something I noticed, and this is something I now enjoy about the movies. I again, when I saw these in theaters, I was annoyed with the direction of where it's going, the slower pace and all that. What I realized now, and I don't know why it took me so long, what I realized on the second watch was to do the what I'll call the series finale, because it's like watching a gigantic TV show. Um, <laughs> to do the series finale, what they did is they brought it right back to its roots. And I'll pretend, just for the sake of my analogy, that Avengers was the, the, the series opener. That was like the premiere of the whole show. Mm. So what they did in the series finale is they brought it right back to its roots to be like, here's our core Avengers. Now let's break them down and make this movie about them. And now, retroactively, watching all these movies and coming back up to this, this final movie, I actually appreciate it. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you took some time to tell me more about Tony. Tell me more about Black Widow. Tell me more about Clint. Tell me more about Bruce. Tell me more about Captain America. You know, And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. wow, I get it. Now when we're doing that little circle scene of seeing the Avengers in the first Avengers movie, we have way more context to all these characters in this mm, movie because we've yeah. seen them go through so much heartache to get to this moment in time. That's true. So I, I yeah. really do appreciate it now watching this movie going, okay, I get what you're doing. You're bringing us back to the core Avengers, then allowing everything we've known to love come back into the fray. Mm -hmm. And I can't complain with that. My favorite character is still Captain America, who was like the first Avenger. So I, yeah. I really can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to mention, so uh, yeah, the scene that you were just talking about before with, uh, with Pepper and, and Tony about how he solves it and she's saying like she's never been able to stop him. And then the last question she asks him is, uh, would you be able to rest? And, yes. and I find that it's kind of like, a, it's sort of like a foreshadowing thought of, um, as a parallel of Tony to Thanos, knowing that Thanos in the mm. previous movie did his work and then rest uh, so that he could rest. Like he even used the words like, I'll uh, finally rest and watch a, like with Grateful Universe kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Grateful Universe, yeah. And then, um, and the, 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 resolution for thanos is after he rests he dies hmm. right i mean we don't see that until the beginning of this movie but i felt that that was kind of a foreshadowing for tony that he'll do his job then he can rest and then he'll die so that was just i i might be looking too much into it but i, I kind of feel like i'll bring this up throughout the throughout this podcast but i feel like there are a lot of moments where it's really pointing to tony as the one who is going to like finish out the arc and he's he's the one that's going to be like putting it all all out there, leaving everything behind, and so that he's allowed to die. He he is the one to die because he was able to reach that. Like he he completed his arc basically. Yeah, I think you're totally yeah. right. I think they make Tony's arc, like full arc from the whole series, quite yeah. clear in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, he even reiterates back when we were talking about him being weak and meeting the Avengers again. Um, he reiterates like the fear he had of Thanos. This was the thing that kept driving his motivation throughout all the films, going all the way back to like even Iron Man two. It's Thanos that has been constantly driving his motivation his head, and fear yeah, of trying right. to create a shield around the world, right? So mm -hmm. um, it's interesting how it all comes back to his main motivations of constantly trying to improve and protect the world. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, so now we now he's chilling and he's relaxing and he's he's just having a good life and enjoying what life is. But then again, like you said, with Pepper saying, "But will you rest or could you rest?" It's yeah. so true. Like I, he couldn't actually rest until he knew everyone was safe yeah. which is as we'll get to the end of the film that's why the end of the film is actually it hit me a lot harder this time watching because the lines mm. made way more sense to me now that i understood the context so oh uh, yeah okay yeah anyways yeah. Um, just watch it like five more times you'll be on my level <laughs> <laughs> so uh there is a comedic 
scene where uh, Bruce Banner is trying to use his gamma radiation oh, technology yeah. thing on uh, Scott Lang. Yeah. Uh, Scott Lang turns into a baby. and then tur- Well, he turns into like, young Scott, then baby Scott, then elderly Scott, then back to regular Scott. Yeah. Like, I, I get that it's funny, but at the same time, my mind's also like, did you get him back to the same year? Like, same day? Like, did you get him back to the right Scott? You know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. my mind's like, are you a few years off? Like, how do you even know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, like, worried. Um, well, I, I guess he if he... If he comes back, what's well, okay? He because he's a, he should be aware. Like he's the one that's most aware of the timing. So mm. I feel like yeah, if he's not complaining, then should be fine. I if, guess. And if if it works, could he just you know? Could you make me a little bit younger, like ten years younger? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Might be nice. Um, I love how Tony arrives and is talking to Steve, and he's like, "I did it. Came up with time travel kind of thing." And Steve's just like when he's asking Steve how the time travel's going, he's like, "Did he turn to a baby?" Yeah, he knows <laughs> he exactly. Just knew right away. Yeah, and I also love the explanation because it makes like zero sense to me, but also it just like explains everything at the same time. Where it's like instead of like um, using time travel, he says time travel went through you. Like he's yeah, like, like instead of going through time, you, you put yeah, time, time go through, through you. Yeah. yeah, it's another one of those lines like the stones. Used again. I uh, used the stones to destroy the stones. It's another mm-hmm. one of those like impactful lines. It doesn't. It's just kind of like it's so boggling to the mind. I guess it is, but it also explains a lot at the same time. Like, yeah, it's kind of necessary to explain. Yeah. Like, wait, why was that happening? Right. Yeah. yeah. When you can do little snippets like that, I really appreciate that. The one ring yeah. to rule them all. Done. Um, right. Yeah. So I don't like this cut. It instantly cuts the Avengers uh, after they reunite there uh, to Banner, so or the Hulk, I guess, and Rocket heading off to Norway. And they play, like, a Guardians song, because they got this, like, Guardians vibe to it, because now it's Rocket and Thor heading off to go find... Or, sorry, Rocket and Banner going off to go find Thor. So they play this, like, my little ship, rocket That's right, yeah. And then it's, like, you know, Bruce in, like, huddled up in the little truck with Rocket kind of thing. truck, yeah. I was even saying to my fiance at the moment, I was like, couldn't he have just ran next to the truck? Why did he have to sit in the truck? He weighs so much. Like, it's it's so much weight for this truck to carry him. What if he just picked up Rock and just ran there? <laughs> like, I mean, they could have just, they could have jumped. Like, he yeah. could jump there in, like, two jumps. Yeah. I get that the scene's kind of funny seeing him sit there, but, oh, I don't know. It just didn't really make too much sense to me. And I also didn't like that they tried to do a Guardians reference. It, it's, it felt like a misplaced Guardians reference. It was kind of strange. Yeah. It almost well, seemed it, like they're trying to add in Guardians things, but they didn't know where to add it in, so that was the scene they were going to do it. Right. I mean, it also wasn't them, like, approaching um, any of the Guardians, right? It's it's to approach Thor and people from, like, Ragnarok characters. So, I mean, I guess that could be why they didn't really... Because if, if it was truly going to be a Guardian setup, I feel like they would have gone with something more like... Um, I don't know, what, what genre is the music that they listen to? Like, 80s pop or something? I or... don't know. It actually... What's really strange, to take this way further than it needs to go is this song actually cuts in right when Hulk is passing the two tacos to Scott, and it's because uh, Nebula came down in the ship, which yeah. is technically Guardians, sure. So she yeah. comes down in her ship, and then that knocks out the tacos, into which case then Hulk hands two tacos, but now you're playing this, like, Guardians-themed song when you're looking at Hulk and Scott, 
And then it cuts to Hulk and Rocket, and they're heading off to... Thing. And again, it's a transition song, but it was like, that's never how Guardians music has ever worked in the past. So Yeah, it was so it was kind of weird. Like, why do we need to see Ant-Man putting together a taco and then losing it because everybody's arriving? It's kind of yeah, weird. I know, I, yeah. and I don't want to nitpick a whole bunch of this movie, but there are just little scenes that I'm like, why in such a huge movie like this? I just don't know why these things happen. I swear, Endgame is like almost... Sorry, Infinity War, I mean, is like almost flawless when it comes to like awkward transitions or like scenes that don't need to be there <laughs> it's almost flawless because that movie just dialed to 11 the whole time yeah. this movie since it takes its time there's unfortunately a few scenes where i'm like why is this here but yeah the taco thing is a little weird to me but anyways it's, yeah. it's fine we move on pretty quick um sure. then we get to probably again uh, i'm not trying to dunk on this movie but probably my least favorite scene in this whole movie meeting up with yeah, Thor me too. is yeah, so me too. frustrating um, I don't find fat Thor funny, but that's fine. If you want to make him fat, that's not a problem to me because it is interesting that he has, he's going through depression. There's a lot he's going through and him getting fat is fine. Yeah. But him and Cork playing Fortnite is like and the like worst kids joke across the world. Yeah. yeah. It's just so misplaced. I feel in this universe, mm-hmm. like, okay, half the world blipped. It looks like Last of Us out there, and people are still playing Fortnite. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so jarring emotionally to me, right? Like, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, five years from now, nobody's <sighs> going to be playing Fortnite anyway, so... Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it, it seemed like technology and stuff was all probably not as far advanced as it was. Um, maybe people are playing Fortnite. I don't know, but it just seems so strange. I don't, it, yeah. it didn't fit. It seemed like it was trying to be a pop culture reference that's unfortunately going to date the movie now for, like, mm-hmm. ever. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, I, I also didn't like the scene. It was probably one of my most, uh, like, least favorite scene. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, yeah. Thor itself, just his acting in the scene is coming off as, like, annoying. He's very just, like, standoffish and, like, when... I think it's Bruce mentions... Uh, Thanos? Thanos. And then, like, Korg's like, oh, we don't see that here. It's like, it, I don't know, I know you're trying to make it seem, like, impressive, like, saying Voldemort and Harry Potter or something like that, but it doesn't work. Like, it just, I don't, I, Thor comes off like a child in an annoying way, not a child yeah. in, like, I want to help you way. So, I don't know. That's it right, was, yeah. Yeah. Probably would have made more sense if, like, upon hearing his name, he, like, slammed his fist into a wall or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's still holding anger. Yes. rather than r- rather than just like beating himself up over because that's yeah. what he's doing right like he's he's basically just um he's bringing himself down yeah uh, rather than like putting all the hate towards the one who actually causes to you yeah right? so it's it's just everything is self-inflicted which is i think that's the odd thing about uh this scene and seeing thor that it just doesn't seem like self-infliction is that the word yeah self-infliction is uh what would be the result of thor at this point based on mm-hmm. what we know of thor i guess yeah yeah and i remember i remember lots of people talking about fat thor in general like as a funny thing in this movie yeah. i don't remember people quoting or talking about scenes with thor in this movie and i think it's a pretty good indication of the fact that in this movie a lot of the jokes with him miss um but what what was entertaining was the fact that he was fat so i think yeah. they didn't have to do as much with lines or scenes with him they just needed to show how depressed he was that was about it again yeah, show not right. tell so mm-hmm. the telling made it worse <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah uh anyways they meet up with thor they talk about this whole thing valkyrie talks about how he's not a very good leader they try to get him to recruit back to them and help them with this whole time travel mission um black widow also heads off to tokyo to go find clint 
mm -hmm. where you mentioned what Ronin was that his name? Ronin, yeah. Oh, Ronin. Um, I think Ronin is actually like. Oh, I don't know for sure, but it might be like a Japanese term for a. I was about to uh, like, say the same thing. It's, it's so a funny. like a rogue ninja. Is that what it is? I, well, I was gonna say it's like a it's like a version of a samurai almost, but it's something okay. like that. But I don't actually know what it is. I don't want to search it up because I'm just gonna screw it up probably. <laughs> uh, a wandering samurai who had no lord or master. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. Like almost no allegiance. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, he, he goes on a killing spree, kills some Japanese yakuza, yeah. and then. And then uh, holds Black Widow's hand. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Black Widow is like, hey, come home, Clint. And he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but let me readjust my gloves. Although I will admit, I, as much as I didn't necessarily like these scenes in theaters, it is nice to see these two united again as friends because they, after rewatching all these films, they have been quite friendly the whole time. And like you do actually start to see them as actual friends after yeah. a while, yeah. especially here. It's like, okay, yes, they've been through like everything. They're just good friends. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Banner and Stark, they complete the whole assembly of the new Quantum Tunnel thing. It's kind of a Stark version now of the Quantum Tunnel. I love how Ant-Man is so prominent in this movie. It's like all of the Ant-Man tech is now redone as Stark tech. So we now have a bunch of people oh, yeah. set up in, like, even their suits and costumes are now, like, Ant-Man tech. Which well, is it's Ant-Man Ant design, but it's, like, but it's still Stark nanotech. Yeah, yeah, it? exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's almost like the blending of the two, which is why I yeah. think it's criminal criminal that um uh michael douglas doesn't come into this movie to do like an ant-man thing like why is the actual ant-man not here to help tony with like ant-man like things i know mm. you can easily say that tony is smart enough to figure all this out but yeah. could they not have just had a very small scene of just him in the background being like oh tony it's better if you do it this way and then tony looks and he's like oh yeah he's right and then just like does it you know just something small and then we would have been like sweet ant-man helping out you know yeah hank Pym. otherwise we we get a very oddly looking dehydrified michael douglas later on in the movie yes, when they go yeah, back in time very yeah. very strange one yeah yeah um anyways uh i do like that it's all cool looking stark version of all the ant-man stuff and then they test out with clint a little let's go back in the past Clint goes yep. back in the past and sees his family. Uh, I don't know why, but he instantly tries to break the rules of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was obviously emotional from the start, right? Like yeah. he just he was came the wrong person to pick for this. He's for definitely sure. the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they uh, they go into this whole rant about um, what time travel is based on movies that they've watched, and so yeah, I feel like this is definitely this is for the audience. It's, it's, this is for it's for the, the audience. audience. Yeah. yeah. It's probably also like a bit um, a bit elongated because yeah i don't think we need to we don't need them to argue so much just to decide just to establish like what yeah. the rules of travel are especially once later on we talk about a um uh like with hulk and the ancient one we, we talk about like what happens yeah like when you when you change time and you create the new timelines right like i don't know I, I think we didn't need to have so much of that and and it could also be another one of those like show don't tell like we we yes. learn once it happens and because eventually, like, something's going to happen. They go back in time. They screw up. And that could have also been an evident time to show, like, oh, crap. Well, this is what's going to... This is what happens now because... Well, like, Clinton, up. Clinton changed his hair. And a really quick thing they could have done is somehow by taking that baseball glove, maybe his hair grew back longer or something. And then he's like, what? Oh, yeah. And then Tony right. would have been like, what did you do? And he's like, got the glove. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, even something as small as taking a glove, like, things will change for the future. And then Clinton will be like, oh, Jesus. Like... You know, they could have easily shown, not tell. But mm -hmm. uh, it's a good thing Peter Parker wasn't there for that scene, because it would have been even worse for movie references. Uh, 
So, uh, that's where I ended Act 1. I... What did I... Uh, no, it's uh, Tokyo Ronin. Oh, Because I, I felt like the momentum starts after this when we start talking about the stones, so... Oh, I see. I actually started my Act 2 just before... <laughs> I established how MCU is doing fine travel. But I meant to say time travel. <laughs> fine time travel. Fine... Yeah, this is very fine traveling. Uh, yeah, so I started my act two just before they uh, started talking about establishing that. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes. Oh, I was just talking about how, yeah, I like that they slowed down, let it sink in, how they were defeated, but they're trying to continue life. Yeah, so I just, I really liked that about the first act. It was, I I more or less, like, enjoyed the pacing of it just to show, like, how, how much struggle that they're going through just to stay sane. I guess five yeah. years later. Um, anyway, so yeah, what's your Act Two title? I didn't title it, so mine's Endgame Act Two. <laughs> right. Okay. My Act Two is that's not a thing, and, <laughs> and it's because uh, because of like what they're trying to f- figure out. Like, I think they're they're realizing like, oh, that's not how it works. This isn't how it works, and that's like a moment to... in the uh, the Force Awakens. Is it the Force Awakens? Yeah, Force Awakens, where suddenly like Finn's like, "We'll use the Force." And then oh yeah, like, <laughs> like that's, that's not, how, not how the Force works. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That anyway, is one yeah. of the good moments of that movie. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a scene between Nat and Clint. I'll play Nat. You play Clint. Okay. If we don't get that stone, billions of people stay dead. And I guess we both know who's got to be. I guess we do. I'm starting to think we mean different people here, Natasha. For the last five years, I've been trying to do one thing. Get to right here. That's all it's been about. Bringing everybody back. (sighs) Don't you get all decent on me now. What, you think I want to do it? I'm trying to save your life, you idiot. Yeah, well, I don't want you to. How's that? Natasha, you know what I've done. You know what I've become. Well, I don't judge people on their worst mistakes. Maybe you should. You didn't. You're a pain in my ass, you know that? Okay. You win. Tell my family I love them. Tell them yourself. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we'll get to that scene. Alright, yeah. so... The Avengers recall their past with the stones. Everybody in this room has had some kind of personal connection with one of these stones. I thought that was mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. Didn't see that coming. Realizing yeah. all the people that were alive... Never even thought about the fact that they're all connected by every single one of them has one connection to the stone. So, yeah. kind of smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. really like the genius here of splitting all the stones into three different teams. I like when Nat's just like, wait, if we go back to New York at the at one time, three stones are there all at once. I love that. That's so smart. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, really, really good stuff. This is where the movie starts to pick up for me. Lots of good momentum. Again, first act, I see it in a new light now and I like it better, but it's definitely my least favorite part of the movie. It starts low the middle part has momentum and it ends on a high note. So this movie just goes mm. way up, which is why I think it would be That's, better yeah. as an extended part to Infinity War because then it would be yeah. like a nice dip in the middle and then go way back up again. But uh, Yeah, for sure. Anyways, regardless. Yeah. So I, I love I, the momentum I, that starts to happen with this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think these all these scenes, or well, while they're discussing and putting the teams together, mm-hmm. like it's really, it's strictly for the audience. Like oh, yeah. just to just to kind of like, hey, Remember by this? the way. Remember this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember so, how this works? Uh, the only one, the only one that is super hard to watch is Thor trying to explain about the ether. 
That oh, is I know. such... I know they're trying to do a joke with the dude and, like, the big Lebowski reference, but it just misses the boat and it yeah. lingers for way too long when he's mm. like, Jane Foster, ooh, Jane, lovely Jane, ooh, I, I dated Jane, blah, blah, and you're just like, dude, move on, like... Yeah. yeah. And I mean, move it's, on it's, in we, dialogue, we, like... We've, yeah, we've, we've already had enough of, like, him being... Fat. All, like, uh, well, and, and just, like, childish and... Yeah. It would have been funnier is if, like, Thor. somebody was like, do you think Thor's up to it? And, like, then Cap would be like, Thor, are you up to it? And it, like, cuts to him, and he's just still, like, emotionally distraught, and he's, like, in the corner, but he just is staring straight and not talking. And then Cap would be like, yeah, yeah I think he's fine. Like, I think that yeah. would be better. You would get the idea Probably, he's depressed. Yeah, that's right. Show, don't tell. We don't need his lines. Yes. We just need to see him. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It would have been better that way. Yeah, just, like, yeah, exactly. That that scene where um, they're, they want to ask, like, about his... It's just before they ask him about the ether, and then they they do that like long shot of oh, yeah. him and he's just like staring straight at the camera with the sunglasses on yeah. and Rhodey's like I think he's dead like yeah it seems like I think stuff like that just make way more sense yeah just keep it as that yeah. he doesn't need to talk mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and, and honestly like he was a great actor in Infinity War he was distraught and he was going through a lot of emotional stuff in that movie and, and yeah. he used it to yeah. fuel his revenge right and it was mm-hmm. really intense. Even, like, you used other characters to show how distraught he was. When Rocket was like, oh, okay, I gotta figure this one out because this guy's going a little bit crazy on me. Um, yeah. You get it, right? But in this movie, it was just so bad. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> would have been yeah. great if Cap pulled him out of the funk, I think. I think Cap would have been a good character to be a leader for him. But mm, that's probably yeah. my bias. Anyways, moving out of this, the teams split into... Sorry, the people split into teams, and they yep. head on their merry little way. We start with New York in 2012. We get the recreation of the Avengers scene with the circling around and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get an awesome moment where the new Avengers land, and they get to see the old Avengers kind of breaking down New York. Um, they see Hulk taking out a bunch of the Shatari aliens. Yeah. Apparently, I heard this... I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe, maybe I heard it from you. I actually can't remember. Uh, they didn't have the 3D model of the Hulk anymore. Oh, I think it was the CGI guys on YouTube uh corridor crew so they didn't have the 3d hulk uh model that they used for the original avengers movie so they had Mm -hmm. to use a rendering from uh, i think it was unity like from a video game so they had to use like a rendering for like a video game for the avengers or something like that and they had to use that for their hulk rendering in this so it's actually like an authentic hulk rendering redoing that of like something mimicking the hulk from the original avengers which is really crazy whoa yeah. what the? so not only are they looking at like old personality of hulk you're actually looking at like an old 3d render of the hulk as well which yeah. is kind of funny so that's kind of cool yeah. yeah that was definitely not me that told you that i would not have okay yeah that. it must have been quarter yeah, crew definitely quarter yeah. crew <laughs> um so yeah they all land there in new york banner heads out to go see the ancient one which we were talking about this is where we get into the timeline discussion with the ancient one mm-hmm. yeah i really enjoyed this i kind of wish we get more of uh just like the ancient one imparting she's such a good character um, i wish she didn't die she's so good she's a great character i and like i think of all people to meet with like the hulk especially in his state i think it's really cool and for him to for her to be able to um push him into like the astral plane is it the mirror is it the mirror oh is it astral plane? she just knocks him into his astral form i guess astral form so yeah yeah um but I don't know, like, I feel like... <laughs> they put the Hulk lying down the sun with the sun hat on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that little touch. 
Yeah, so th this is... I like the scene. I like the, the interaction between the two of them. I love really cool. the... Oh, no, I lost it. Oh, no, I love the line where he's like, I'm looking for Doctor Strange. And she's like, oh, I'm afraid you've come a little bit too early. I just love mm -hmm. that. And it's like, you know so much. Like, Yeah. Because I, yeah. I really like Doctor Strange. And the more I watch these movies, the more I realize he's such a heavy hitter as a character. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's also because of her that he's such a heavy hitter, right? Like, she really bolsters up his storyline. And uh, mm -hmm. I would love somehow for her to return in um, the Doctor Strange sequel. I really hope she does somehow. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Or is it Multiverse of Madness? I think it's Multiverse of Madness. Universe of Madness. No, I think it's Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I really hope she yeah. returns because she is so much fun in those movies. Um, I'm so glad we got to see her here. Just another glimpse of it. I, I know I'm not alone just thinking that she was like one of the one of the best characters in all the MCU. She's just really fun to watch. She's a yeah. great actress too. So, She's, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I like the whole scene of the the timeline breakdown. Um, it cleared up a few things for timelines for me, and this movie made a bit more sense this time watching it. I was lost the first time at theaters, but I got it a bit better this time with the timeline stuff. Um, mm, okay. While that's happening, Stark and Scott Lang are heading off to the Avengers Tower, and they want to retrieve the Tesseract. So they are using uh, Stark just like flicks him. <laughs> All right, Stark, oh, yeah, just yeah, flick yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, Lover just kind of like sits out there, his booty in the air, just flick me, and just yep. flicks him, and just he's flying. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, flicks him off to go, uh, then cause a cardiac arrest, essentially in the original mm -hmm. uh, Tony Stark in the 2012 yeah. scene. Um, I do like how they like we're also poking fun at the original Avengers movie. Like it's it's again, it's a great thing to do as a series finale is harking back to your original, your roots, what you're doing, and like all these yeah. characters playing their original characters. That's just such a fun take too. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I like those moments. Um, while the and we get to see more of Loki. Again. Yeah, I know. Because otherwise we wouldn't have gotten Sorely yeah. missed. A very, mm -hmm. another great MCU character that I would love to just see more screen time, which obviously we will later on this year, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. As Tony tries to escape with the Tesseract, he gets hit in the face with Hulk, who's escaping out the elevator, because he didn't... Yeah. Wait, wait. Is this... Yeah, this is... No, I'm out of the stairwell. Oh, the stairwell. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when that happens, Loki ends up... Uh, stealing the Tesseract and then just kind of morphing through a portal and it's gone. Yeah. I don't know if this leads into the Loki TV show, but that's my assumption. Is this is the Loki that moves into the Loki TV show? It must be. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you wrote it in, but before this was actually um, the scene where we see. Uh, so Thor is getting the ether and he's with Rocket and like has the moment where he's oh yeah he I have it but a little later on yeah, yeah. okay yeah. and then but then we also get Morag um, like the scene where uh, what is it so Rhodey and Nebula right I think I've split these off just based on what the teams do but I didn't oh, I, I didn't pro I probably oh, okay. didn't go in the order of the movie I just kind of went I, well I said oh I get all this from the MCU universe online wiki um, and yeah it probably at this moment split it into what the teams did. Uh, so yeah, I might be not be going in the specific order here. Oh, okay, okay, so I think it that's splits fine. them a little bit throughout the movie, and it was yeah. So I'm probably just disregarding the splits. Okay. Um, yeah. So after, while this whole Tesseract thing is going on, Loki escapes with the Tesseract. Steve Rogers happens to be off there uh, trying to get Loki's staff. Um, mm -hmm. When he gets the staff, there's an awesome, awesome scene where he is going down the elevator, similar to how he does in Winter Soldier, and there's all yeah. the Hydra members in the elevator, and they're yeah. looking at him, and it's just that great moment where he's got the, the briefcase, and you're thinking, oh no, he's going to have to fight his way out this elevator. It's going to be another elevator fight, yeah. yeah. Him leaning over exactly. and saying, hail Hydra, is just, oh. Even when I was mad at this movie in the theaters, I loved the line, I loved the moment, it was great. Just well done. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I love the two. I think I think it's a it's a really nice setup for yeah making making you think that it's gonna happen again yeah. and like oh what are we gonna what are we gonna yeah. see because like this isn't the same moment where he was in the elevator no, the first no, time different right yeah still crossbones yeah, is, though who's there but yeah still crossbones this is and this is uh earlier than what would have taken or than what did pay, take place in the elevator scene because sitwell's in here and yeah anyway yeah so i really like how they um i don't know i don't know what the maybe it's it's a misdirect or whatever i don't know what you call it but it was just like it's a bit of a tease and then, oh, psych, this is actually what happens, but yeah. it's it's so well done. It also shows it. you how much he's developed as a character, too. He's, like, totally willing to just play mm. the other side just so he can get out <laughs> of there. Like, so it was very manipulative and great. And to yeah. further show that contrast, he then has to fight himself a little bit further on here, um, mm. thinking that... <laughs> Face your enemies. His... Face yourself. <laughs> I love how, like, the old Steve thinks that it's Loki. <laughs> he's like, I've located yeah, right. Loki. Totally makes sense. That's what he thinks it is, just Loki trying to be yeah. him. Um, yeah, exactly. I love the fight. I like the yeah, I can do this all day, and then he's just sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's well done. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it pokes fun at all the the perfect things of poking fun of Steve Rogers for. Uh, I even like the ending where he's like, that is America's ass. <laughs> he just like walks yeah. away like, <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can't help but just like Steve Steve Rogers character. Uh, and yeah, because otherwise moments. we don't really get to have that kind of fun with that character, yeah. right? Because like he's always stoic because of who he's around mm-hmm. right and it, like his his character the characteristic of being stoic is it's contrasted by all the other characters that aren't as confident um not they're not as altruistic like all those kind of things so when faced with himself then there's there's no contrast so it's it's more entertaining to see <laughs> when like what it feels like to be the person who's always like oh captain america like blah, 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 yeah, like that kind of stuff exactly. so when you get to see captain america feel that it's a little bit more fun for so, sure yeah, it's it's that's yeah, a fun scene i also forgot to mention actually when tony was taking the briefcase with the tesseract originally the older tony was we actually get a really good cameo of the character from winter soldier who was the head of shield who's now coming in to take that briefcase away and oh yeah it's right. it's crazy how they were able to tie in so much stuff where at the moment we didn't know about it because these movies were kind of coming out after a few years or so and you're trying to figure out the storyline as it all goes past this movie does a really good job of like connecting it all with like subtle things here like here's here's crossbones in like one scene there's the guy the leader of shield in the other scene but this is the avengers uh movie and this is stark tower kind of thing you're like oh wow like it's, it's just all connected it's very cool mm-hmm yeah, very. Um, yeah, so there's the Steve Rogers fight. Um, Tony and Lang have to tell Steve that they lost the stone, unfortunately. Uh, but Tony and Steve uh, instantly come up with this idea of going to Camp Lehigh. Uh, is this the original camp where Steve Rogers was from? I'm pretty sure. I couldn't remember if this was the same camp or not, but I, th- I think it is, but I wasn't too sure. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't So it's the same one that has I the bunker as well, where they eventually, Steve and Wanda, no, Steve yeah. and uh, Scarlet Witch go to. No, oh my gosh. <laughs> Steve and Black uh, Widow go to and, in Witcher yeah. Soldier. Yeah. Same camp they go to yeah. and they meet uh, uh, Doctor, whatever his name was. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, anyways. Zola. Yeah, Zola. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyways, so yes, simultaneously to all this happening, Thor and Rocket have headed off to Asgard and they are there to grab the ether. Mm-hmm. ether which is just an interesting red substance um thor is reunited with his mother during all this he's very depressive and annoying <laughs> uh, yeah but I, there is a great scene between him and his mom now i do feel like we were robbed a bit of an odin scene here that should uh... slash could have happened although to counterbalance that 
Loki and Thor were extremely affected by their mother's death, and this happens in Dark World, which so many people hate that movie. But there's a mm-hmm. there's some great moments of of Thor and Loki being so distraught about their mother dying. So it's great that mm-hmm. he gets to reunite with her here. So yeah, that's true. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, because in we don't wait. She wasn't really in the first Thor movie. She's a little bit in the first she, Thor movie. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. right? But but it is Dark World um, where she has a bit more screen time. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if they revealed before, but she mentioned how, like, she can tell that he's not the right Thor yeah. because, like, she's trained by witches yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So we're kind of getting a Ooh, little bit I love bit that side of her, her, too. You can see this, like, a wicked side to her. It's really nice. It's a good good little yeah. line. Yeah. I mean, she's also a good fighter, too. Oh, like, yeah. She pretty much could have killed Malekith had not been for the, like, the secondary person that came right, in or whatever right. at the time. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah, I, I liked how she was, like, the the straw that broke the camel's back for thor she's helping him get onto the right path i also like the little catch of oh i'll just take my hammer it does make me wonder about the timeline though because i'm like wait he took he took mjolnir from yeah. this world and then in yeah. dark world doesn't he need that hammer to like help his mom after she gets stabbed and then he goes and he kills a bunch of people right after that moment with his hammer but he's not going to have that hammer anymore because he took the hammer yeah so effectively he's ruined the timeline yeah unless he's gonna go back with cap and replace his hammer exactly to when he took the hammer <laughs> well the thing is cap actually goes back with the like in the end of the movie he goes back with mjolnir oh does he and yeah he's he's holding it oh, i didn't um, know that so maybe he so does. he does he and he when he comes back he only comes back with the shield you're right oh, okay, so okay, okay. technically he probably did return i didn't it. realize that cap went back with mjolnir i didn't notice that fact because yeah when yeah. when thor took mjolnir i was like that's weird yeah Um, yeah i I think the the oddity is that we should be effectively seeing something different happening after uh no but like when they when they were when they return the present time that should effectively be changed in some way or or i guess like if cap is always going to return milner though Nothing will, yeah. nothing will change if Cap inevitably So I guess that's why, because it, it's a, yeah. it happens. So yeah. It's actually a common... Here's a time travel mystery for you. If you ever want to know that you uh, are are able to travel or time travel at all in your life ever, if you're even curious about it mildly, then you can just, uh, just, just force a will, tell yourself that you'll come back to this exact moment. This is the moment you'll come back, and you'll have a little piece of paper or something, and you'll write it down, you'll put it in a drawer right next to you here, and this is the moment where you're going to discover. Just tell yourself that and just be very determined that this is the moment that you're going to do that so that you can discover that you will at some point time travel. Then open up that drawer mm. and there'll be no piece of paper. And you'll realize, oh, I guess I'll never time travel in life then. It's a really quick way to understand. Oh, I see. Yeah. To understand that you won't, you won't ever, ever time, time travel. travel in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry to disappoint, like, oh, but you'll cool. find I'm, out real gonna... quick that you'll never <laughs> ever discover time travel in your lifetime. <laughs> I was gonna try it right after we finish this podcast, yeah. but okay, I guess Go I won't. It. It's very there's disappointing. No point now. You've you've proven to me <laughs> that there's no point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, yes, the whole Asgard scene, yada yes. yada yada. <laughs> Nebula and Rhodey they split off from Natasha and Clint when they all get to Morag because they want mm-hmm. more egg. Uh, Natasha, who doesn't? <laughs> everyone likes more egg. Um, Rhodey and Nebula head for the Power Stone. Um, when they get here, they have to watch, uh, what's his name? Quill. Quill. Yeah, Peter Quill doing his dance, song and dance. Star-Lord. Who? Another, <laughs> another really good little nod to their movies and stuff. I, I, I do like this whole moment. It's fun to watch it again. Um, I like how... I love how they cut out the, like, 
they cut out the the headphones version music so we hear what everybody else would yes. be hearing outside of what Quill hears. <laughs> and it's just him singing off tune yeah. and like yeah it's great i really like when they get into that little temple and he's like, haven't you seen Temple of Doom? Like, Indiana Jones? Yeah. Because the funny joke there is that, like, that whole temple scene with Chris Pratt is totally, like, an homage to Indiana Jones oh, originally, sure. right? Yeah. So it's just, it's mm-hmm. fun to see them, like, even joking about it. A, re- a person from Earth now talking about the reference. So I like yeah. that. I really like how Nebula just throws her hand right into the beams. And it shows you the power of those beams. So Quill had to use some kind of yeah. magnetic device to get the power stone to come out of the beams. Yeah. Um, which yeah. shows you his ingenuity. But then with Nebula, you can see just her her just force of will to just grab the thing and just not care about losing a hand uh yeah it also harkens um, to an awesome reference between her and uh Rhodey, how the fact that they both are technically cybernetically enhanced which is an interesting connection between two characters mm-hmm. i i really like okay wait sorry before i get to that um <laughs> yeah the moment where she reaches in reminds me of uh the will smith movie i robot mm. i don't know if you ever yep. saw it but towards so towards the end, um, I forgot what the robot's name is, but the one that, like, the good robot. Roby. Um, Ruby? Roby. Roby the robot. Roby. Roby robot. <laughs> uh, so he he has to go in and, like, reach through some sort of lasers to either shut off the, uh, or, like, take out some sort of, like, battery to, like, power down the whole computer or something like that. And that robot was made of different material from the other robots, titanium alloy. Uh... And so he was able to reach in and, like, the outer layer burned off but the inner like actual structure still maintained right so he was able to grab it so it just reminded me of that but yeah anyways what i really like about the scenes with pretty much every single scene with nebula it's a different kind of um like emotional growth or or some sort of um some sort of growth that she gets to have with like every character just about like in the beginning mm. it's with tony she's starting True. to feel some sort of sense of like like she said I enjoyed that, or I had fun. Yes, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like very robotic, but she's like, she's kind of letting herself be less. Good point. It's the best Nebula we've ever seen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then where's um when she's with Rhodey and Rhodey says, "Yeah, me too." Um, like she realizes, like, oh, she's not the only one. Yeah. Like other people are going through what she's going. She kind of she looks at him for a little bit, right? Good point. Um, She talks about she meets with the old or the earlier gamora and tells her about like how like you know we become yeah, sisters. she's the we one now convincing together. gamora that they are compatible sisters yeah like so she has some sort of cool like there's her. like little steps of growth yeah. in each each interaction and i really really and i guess they that. do it as well because yeah. they they do the contrast with her with old nebula as we start to find out yeah. um as she now exists in this time period since she's ai for some reason, like if you had two Wi-Fi connected devices, she's now connecting to her other self that's in this time period, and they're both kind of existing in the same universe, so they're both kind of sharing, I guess, thoughts possibly, which is ma- yeah, what? it's kind of making her project her thoughts from now onto her older self, which happens to be around a dun dun dun, Mister Thanosio. <laughs> Thanosio, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all because she's on five G and two point four G at the same time. Ah, yeah, it's I know. Just, it's it's yeah. It's, yeah all the g's yeah she's got (laughs) massive g's she got mad g's so uh while yeah so while this is happening thanos is now aware of the plan essentially and this Mm -hmm. is like you were saying earlier this is showing how smart thanos is as a villain and it is very terrifying to see the villain see like a video recording 
like I actually just joked about, like about how you know time travel will never happen in your existence because if you looked mm-hmm. in a drawer and you wouldn't see the note. Well, imagine the reverse of that. If you did see the note, and instead of you going, oh wow, I'm gonna do time travel, you actually knew a different course of action you were gonna take that's gonna make your life even better. And that's the mm. kind of mentality that Thanos has. He sees this video yeah. recording and instantly goes, oh okay, I already did succeed. But these people are trying to screw it up, so I'm going to ruin mm-hmm. their lives. Like, he instantly yeah. <laughs> pieces that together in, like, two yeah. seconds. And it is so yeah, exactly. menacing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very terrifying, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. So, Steve and Tony head to Camp Lahai. Mm-hmm. Lahai! Um, Lahai! <laughs> Lahai, yeah, right. even. Uh, and Steve goes and grabs the pin particles, which... I know people have said this many times. Are there not, like, a lot of pin particles there? Back then? Yeah. No, sorry. When he grabs I, I, them, there's more, like, in the background. There's, like, a lot of pin particles in the Oh, cabinet. it looks like, yeah. It looks like there's a lot. You could yeah. argue he can't take them all. Otherwise, Hank Pym's going to notice. But yeah. if he grabbed just one more... Now, please, please correct me if I'm wrong here. If he grabbed just, like, well, maybe two more, I guess. Could he not save Black Widow? Later on in the movie, could he not go back when he puts the stone back and then save Black he... Widow and take her with him? Mm, but then what happens to the timeline where they she had to be dead for them to get the stones in the first place? Well, I guess, how does he return the stone to the, how does he return the soul stone? I guess maybe he just hands it to Red Skull. Yeah. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not to scratch, I, Doctor. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess that must be it. Because otherwise, yeah, how could you... Maybe he just, like, he walks up to the cliff and just throws could it. Could you imagine just Captain America it. seeing Red Skull again and being like, Hey, I got the stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain America. Hello. Like, oh, my God. Anyways, yeah, I don't know, but I just felt like, you know, a couple more pin particles, just in case we lose someone, just anyone of note along the way, then they could go back in time and save them again if they needed to. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, that's probably, like, I feel like the whole um, gaps with time travel thing would be, like, a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. And, and now I'm thinking, I like, just how we talk about the interaction with Cap meeting Red Skull again. I wish, okay, you know how, like, um, another like movie Jackie where Chan we saw movies, this. they used to do, like, well, no, no, okay, you know how Jackie Chan movies used to do, like, bloopers? Oh, yeah, yeah, movie? yeah. Like, I kind of wish they did. We've seen some bloopers for MCU stuff, yeah. I'm sure, oh, yeah, before. Yeah. But, like, it's not, like, tagged to the end of the movie. I kind of wish they did some sort of, like, blooper reel where it's Cap actually, like, the interactions of him returning, returning everything, but it's, like, it's failing or something. Yeah. And just, I think that'd be pretty funny. That would be hilarious if he had to keep returning, using more pin particles, going back in time and fixing his mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody probably yeah. has made a comic out there of, like, all the different versions of him going and returning the stones. It's just the hilarious things that ensued when he's trying to return yeah. these things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Cat probably, like, stayed back in time because of how embarrassed he was because of how much he screwed he's up. He's like, okay, no, I can't I go screwed back. Up. You know what? Yeah. Screw it. I'm just going to throw these stones yeah. in the Hudson River and just go back and live my life. Yeah. Hey, Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> after that, he grabs the pin particles. Tony gets to grab the Tesseract and then reunites with his dad, which is yeah. interesting parallel with thor reuniting with his mom tony now reuniting mm-hmm. with his dad this is a great moment because yeah. you get to see tony's full arc 
already coming out here. He yeah. was so motivated by the animosity or the not living up to expectations of his father in the previous films to eventually accepting the fact that his father might have been a better version of what he what he thought it was to then eventually finding out that his father was murdered by Captain America's friend and the way they were murdered was just so brutal and didn't need to happen and then here getting to actually see his father again and having a moment where he gets to meet or actually give his father advice it's yeah. such a crazy yeah. like turnaround for him where he's now had a kid and he's meeting his father who has not yet had a kid and Tony's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I can help you? Like, it, it's so strange to him. But it's mm-hmm. it's just such a great, like, character growth moment for him to talk to his own dad there. I'm surprised he mm-hmm. didn't say, like, you know, Tony's a good name. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, they almost <laughs> went to that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Yeah. It is it is really nice to see these moments with Tony. Um, I think now that we see him more of the, the father like that father type role or, or the one who is trying to motivate for the sake of others. Right. Like we're, we're seeing that more and more. So the fact that he gets to have this moment where he can, he can reconcile. Cause we know like he always had reservations about what his dad really thought about mm-hmm. him. And then he, slowly kind of revealing like, Oh, he was actually, he was doing things for me. It just, I just never really saw yeah. it. But now he gets to actually have this confirmate or yeah. Confirmation that um, what's that? What's the line? He says, um, uh, gee, I, I I can't tell you like I my kid's not even born, but I I wouldn't do anything for them or something like that or for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, there's yeah, nothing I wouldn't do for that kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's nice that yeah, it's nice that Tony gets to have these moments and that we get to witness it yeah. after all that he's been just through. as much yeah, as Steve sure. needs to have a moment where he sees Peggy Carter. If he's gonna be in that time period, it would be a crime not to have that moment, and he does, and yeah. it's great. But just as much as mm-hmm. Steve is that moment, you also got to give Tony a moment with his dad, and it's so yeah. great. The two of them have great yeah. moments there. I, I only wish we saw a little bit more, maybe, of these two things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much. Although the sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know how much more you can do with Steve and Peggy. Um, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there could have been something, maybe. But uh, oh, maybe even a cameo of Tommy Lee Jones coming in for a second. Oh, that'd be great. Ooh. But uh, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, but still, Tony and, and his dad is also just really well done. And I just, I was really involved with these scenes here in the movie, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, I, I think the scene where Cap is staring at Peggy, like just through the window is kind of odd. It's like, so obvious that he's there. How, how would you not notice know, that somebody? she's supposed like, to be someone who's so, that, like, so uh, observant. And it's like, how does she not see him? He's just like yeah. right there. And like, can you imagine the hilarious scene where she just looks over and goes like, Steve? Steve? And then he's just sort of like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then runs and dies behind the desk Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just running around. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. Steve. Jeez. But no, it was Come it was on, good Steve. though. I'm glad he got to have that moment, and it obviously mm-hmm. yeah. reminds the audience that he has this want, this desire, this thing outside of his own time, which is yeah, man out of time. that he has had to leave behind. Yeah, uh, so good. Anyways, after all this, uh, Romanov or Black Widow and uh, Clint, Hawkeye, are uh, mm-hmm. heading off to go meet Clint. up with um, Elrond and go get the Soul Stone. <laughs> Uh, this we get a, a recreation of the scene we already saw with Thanos and Gamora for the past. Um, they one somebody has to sacrifice themselves for the stone. Both characters mm-hmm. love each other, so either can die and the stone will appear for the other one. Mm-hmm. So now we just have a interesting scene where they both try to sacrifice themselves for the stone. 
I can't help but feel like it's played out. I'm sure to some people out there, this scene is really emotional and like distraught, and like they they cry every time they see this scene. But by the time like the second person now stops the person from like committing suicide and they want to go commit suicide, I'm already like over it. I'm just like, it's just yeah. it's too slow for me. It's not horrible. It's just it's just too slow. If they could just speed the scene up a little bit more, I think it would have hit harder. But just since yeah. they did it too much, I'm not as emotionally hit. Once she goes down, I go, okay, okay, fine. Okay, okay, there okay, <laughs> there we go. Okay, somebody has made the choice. All right. Because either yeah, one could have I, died, and it would have been hit the same way emotionally. So, mm-hmm. I agree that, yeah, it would have been nice if this one was not as drawn out. Although, I can say that in the theater, I guess because watching it for the first time, there's a lot of anticipation of, like, who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. And then... Usually for scenes like this, um, when I feel about it, like watching it subsequent times, is that it feels, it normally would feel like it's longer and longer and longer. For some reason, these scenes, like, they're shorter than I remember, which I think in a way is a good thing because, yeah, overall the interaction, it still is very drawn out. Um, like, there's there's way too much back and forth, too, way too much, like, deliberating um, oh, I, and I, think, I don't mind the lines. It's it's the actions that I think are a little bit too drawn out. Yeah, I mean, like they're just using like their full on arsenal just to yeah, stop each other, yeah. and it just that that seems a bit much. Yeah, to the point yeah. where Clint just full on jumps, or no, is it? I'm sorry, does Black Widow full on jump and Clint just like shoots like either her? So she's or... like okay, yeah. So after after so first, okay, the order is Clint pins her down. Yeah. And then she she turns it over, throws him down, and she she shocks him. Then she starts running. Then he gets up and shoot, shoots a blast arrow that stops her right. just before she even gets to the edge. Yeah. And so she's kind of down, and then he runs in slow motion and then dives. And then as he's midair, she jumps and dives to catch him. And right. then she throws out her, uh, her, her batarang. And then, uh, yeah, they end up, like she as as they hit like the edge of the cliff or like the side of the cliff she like rigs the thing so that it's attached to him and not her oh right yeah 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 Yeah, so she's hanging below him and he can't like reach over because i don't know the way that the thing is rigged i can't help but feel things like when he's holding her hand and she's like just let me go i'm like dude if one of you was gonna die like wouldn't you have rather just jumped and got it off like a band-aid you know but now now you're like holding her and she's like oh great now i'm thinking about it now that i'm thinking about it, i don't really want to die you know like all these moments <laughs> it's like, oh geez and also i was like what if they both like they came so close to both of them dying and no one getting the stone That's true. <laughs> like yeah like what if they both fell and then like red skull gets the stone i guess like, <laughs> time for red skull to appear or, or, the, <laughs> or the stone just ends up like floating in that water where they all end up just you know like afterwards there, yeah, the just yeah it's just it's bobbing up and down a fish comes by and just eats it yeah who knows who knows yeah, who could have held it oh, there is a marvel what if coming out this is this is the what if i want to see <laughs> yeah right what if they yeah. both what foolishly if captain died? returned any stones yeah. <laughs> yeah. captain failed at returning any of the stones yeah. <laughs> anyways uh the avengers all return back to the new avengers hq with the stones in hand and natasha is mm-hmm. noticeably missing this is a good scene mm-hmm. uh everyone is hit hard by this whereas nat and clint is distraught obviously and everyone's just kind of like oh my god we lost someone on this trip i'm actually a little bit shocked that that's all they lost it's a pretty risky trip they return with all the stones for one that's already number one shocker they actually succeeded in everyone to return with stones good job 
And then yeah. they only lost one member. Good mission, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not our best, but pretty good. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously sucks that uh, Nat dies. They have, like, a small funeral for her. Just kind of more of, like, a revenge fest than a funeral. I mean, is it, is it really? It's like a, I don't think they really do a It's kind of like a stand on a dock like... and mourn her and talk about how we can't let it be in vain. <laughs> That's more about all it is. I feel yeah. bad for Scarlett Johansson in that moment more than anyone. Yeah, she got shafted. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, she actually dealt with a little bit of depression because of that too. Because like she didn't want to be dealt what? with the MCU stuff, and her character oh. dying was just it just hit her really hard. Apparently. Oh wow. I don't blame her. I mean, after being in these movies for so long, and like it's a shocking kind of death. And apparently, nobody had read the full script except for Robert Downey Jr. So. Uh, oh yeah. Really? So there, oh, there was wow. a lot of like mystery to this kind of movie. Um, uh, and so okay. her death was. Yeah, hit her hard. But, I mean, she's got a movie coming yeah. out soon anyways. It's not like she's done. Yeah, maybe we'll even see some, some stuff happen. No, I guess we wouldn't see... Like, There's always potential for her to still be alive. Pin True. particles. Yeah. Pin particles! Yeah, get the stones all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Nebula opens up the quantum tunnel during this moment because it turns out that Nebula is now old Nebula, not new Nebula. So, again, this is mm-hmm. my whole argument about these are two different characters. These are not the same character um yeah this is a different nebula so i have when i look at this nebula I'm, i don't feel anything that i feel about the new nebula just a different person altogether. Yeah. opens yep. up the quantum tunnel allows thanos to enter dun, 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 dun. um hulk mm-hmm. then harnesses these new stones in this new like iron man hulk buster kind of armor thing yep. he says that he can wield it he, he mentions some of gamma radiation he's like i'm made of gamma and that apparently explains why he can wield the stones i don't get it i'm made of gamma therefore stone me <laughs> it's right i think he what does he say like the stones react on some sort of like gamma ray level or whatever yeah so, but i don't buy because that he's at exposed. all but then at the same time like so is captain america yeah like, they're both exactly so Just, the stones are made of their, their molecular structure is made up of gamma really these universal stones that started the whole universe are made up of the molecular structure <laughs> of gamma no i don't i don't get it anyways <laughs> it was just a line to make hulk make more sense you know uh, yeah, or just to, to use him in more ways because yeah. otherwise, effectively, he doesn't do as much as he normally exactly. does. Exactly. So he does the snap. Everyone's going does this work. I really like the subtle touch of the birds that are chirping and coming back. Yeah, that's really nice. Apparently, they removed a lot of birds in any of the scenes where they've shown the snap, and they were trying to remove sound effects a lot to try to show that there's half the life depleted. Um, so birds mm. coming back is a really, really good difficult. way to do that, I think. Yeah. So I. I end my act two just after he snaps. So That's... in between the snap and like when he kind of like wakes up or whatever is like. Oh okay. Basically yeah, yeah. okay yeah basically snap is my end my oh, end. Oh okay of then act then two. I'll I'll stop because yeah I, I have a few more sentences but yeah that's also technically where I stop it but yeah okay okay um let's move on to act three then. In three. All right. I'm gonna say out of the frying pan into the fire. That's what mine's called. Okay sure. Um mine is. Uh, Thanos assemble snap. So <laughs> Thanos assemble it's supposed snap. to be kind of like like snap crackle pop. Oh yeah. But rather it's Thanos assemble snap. Nice. Okay. Yep. Um, you play Sam Wilson. I'll play old Steve Rogers. Okay. Cap. Hi Sam. So did something go wrong or did something go right? Well, after I put the stones back, I thought. Maybe I'll try some of that life Tony was telling me to get. How'd that work out for you? It was beautiful. 
I'm happy for you. Thank Truly. you. Thank you. The only thing bumming me out is the fact that I have to live in a world without Captain America. Oh, that reminds me. Try it on. How does it feel? Like it's someone else's. It isn't. Thank you. I'll do my best. That's why it's yours. You want to tell me about her? No. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> and one of the best memes ever. Just no, yeah. I don't think <laughs> no. I will. This, I love that. This movie is like meme fuel. There's so many good memes that have come out of this. Like yeah. I see this as an absolute win. Like that's another meme that comes from this too. But right, uh, yeah. This the no, no, I don't think I will is the biggest troll meme ever. I love it. <laughs> it yeah. just got such a good smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love uh, it too. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, moving on down the line. Uh, snap, snap, right. snappity, snap. Um, yeah, so this is where Clint gets a phone call from his from his wife, who I can yep. only assume is on the phone saying, like, Clint, where where am I? Where are you? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And he's going, like, honey, don't, just don't panic. It's five yeah. years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> just explaining everything. Uh, I, I like how when he, when he picks it up, like, he says hi, and then he just makes a sound because he can't, like think of anything else yeah. to say yeah. um also okay i'm curious maybe you can explain it to me because i'm not entirely sure how this works but you know like later on when they come back from the portals um peter is saying to tony how like they all of a sudden they were back and like or wherever they were from and then uh dr strange said oh we need to be somewhere and so he gathered everybody up yeah so were they all supposed to be like they all returned to where they originally were when they got blipped right mm -hmm. yeah okay so then somehow dr strange was just able to contact everybody just in that time no matter where they were i guess i don't okay. know because i'm just trying to picture it's the end of the like, movie man why... they just wanted to end the movie yeah because <laughs> i was just trying to picture like why why hawkeye's wife or i, I should say um uh, clint's wife was able to just like call right away so i guess she i mean obviously she had her phone but then does he have okay, the same phone, cell phone too like he has the same cell phone he did while being ronin he always had the same cell phone still just in case his yeah. wife calls also wouldn't her plan be over yeah probably <laughs> yeah uh whatever uh then scott yeah. goes and looks out at the pretty birds uh, and then he gets slapped yeah. in the face with the missile <laughs> yeah and shrinks immediately yeah it looks like he didn't do it on purpose i think it was just like a reaction that his suit did i guess i'll give the movie that that Scott gets hit with the missile, and yes, sure, his suit reacts. I will not give the movie that they get hit with, like, a nuke, and no one and dies. And they all survive, yeah. The worst you get is Rocket is pinned by some rubble. That's, yeah. like, the worst thing that happens to them. And um, Rhodey can't, like, move his suit, it seems like. Yeah. Canopy, canopy, canopy. Yeah, that's his, uh, his safe word. Yeah. Um, so in one of the creepier scenes of the people trying to wake up is Clint waking up. When he wakes up from the rubble, he's then chased by the uh, the Outriders or whatever those aliens are from Infinity War. Um, oh, is that what they're called? Apparently, okay. according sure. to the MCU thing. <laughs> All uh, right. But yeah, creepy. It was really creepy. I was like, oh, wow. It just, just gets hit with a missile, just wakes up, and then he's chased by these things. And again, it shows off Clint's arsenal really well. He gets so many cool moments, starting with even the first Avengers movie, where you get to see how, yes, he's a guy that shoots arrows, but he's got so many cool tools with him to, like, get away from this kind of stuff. 
So mm-hmm. even though he's like yeah. barely escaping these outrider things, he's still handling his own. So good yeah. on him. He's got a flashlight. He's got uh, <laughs> trip mines. He's got another like Gatling gun, he's... and he's got a sword. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the sword. Yeah, yeah. The, the sword. Ronin the sword's sword. a good fit for him too. I actually like that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, It'd be cool of... if he could attach the sword to his bow. So he holds his bow. <laughs> just shoot the bow. And then shoot the sword. Like, well, sure. I, I mean, like, no, the sword, the sword is, a, so when he's wielding the, uh, the bow, he can swing it like the sword. And, well, yeah. now that I think the movie is actually missing a little bit of a, a sword arrow shot. That would have been kind of fun. Um, <laughs> speaking of swords, uh, Gamora then frees Nebula. So she is oh, yeah. convinced by Nebula, like you said before, that they should be sisters or are sisters. or They, they become sisters. They become sisters. They become friends. You are my sister. Yeah. Um, and then they, uh, they go off to find the other Nebula. This Nebula is kind of given a pass by uh, Clint really quick. I know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he give her again? Is it the Tesseract? No, it's not the Tesseract. Um, what does he give the her? Glove. The glove. The glove, right. The the, yeah, the gauntlet, yeah. of course. I know you. It just gives her the gauntlet. Um, yeah. And then there's a standoff. You know, which mm-hmm. one? I'm not the real Gamora or Nebula. I'm the real Nebula. No. And there's like a whole like, <laughs> which one's which? Um, yeah. But not really. Uh, there's just a bit of an argument. And then they, future Nebula tries to convince past Nebula that she's good she doesn't want to leave it she's apparently mm-hmm. about to shoot her gamora shoot, understands yeah. this so that yeah. she yells like no the nebula shoots past nebula mm-hmm. yeah. yeah tying up loose ends really quickly i guess yeah sure so yeah. old nebula's dead new nebula rules um yeah uh <laughs> so ant-man rocket and roadie then flee the wreckage unscathed of course um we already kind of mentioned it earlier got pinned by the thing gets saved ant-man's kind of going i can help running around as an ant-man yeah diving through the water yeah all like the random water of course he knows exactly how to get to them somehow I, in the I, rubble i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah he's as smart as an ant so yeah uh. although i guess you could say like he doesn't maybe he maybe they can detect where they are but i'm mean, like if ant-man is able to grow that big it, it kind of doesn't matter like how close he gets to them he could just grow big and find them anyway it seems like but yeah he After, does it the safe way yeah after this I gotta admit, it's a bit of a blur when it comes to the MCU documentation and also the movie itself. So I'm gonna go here based on what I'm kind of remembering. I know Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man kind of group up after this at some moment here. I don't remember yeah. any dialogue in the scene. I just remember them kind of getting ready, sort of. There's yeah. So there's just a little bit like okay. What I really like first of all is after Cap, after Iron Man wakes up, Cap uh, gives him the shield, and then they walk over to like a clearing where Thor is just standing there and so he's like we just see the silhouette of thor yeah and like unmoved and um i like how we get a lot of like for this for remainder of this movie we get a lot of um i don't know what you call like landscape shots where um like after the three are standing there so cap iron man and thor they're standing there staring at thanos who's just sitting playing with rocks but it's like a very like you see both of them in like this really wide shot and and a lot a lot of the rest of the scenes we get there's a lot of wide shots there's a lot of scenes from like behind a character standing there's really nice like vast landscapes of just like whatever kind of things that they put together but i uh yeah so some of the lines that they talk about are uh you know, like oh what's he doing and he said nothing he's he's just he's sitting there he's doing nothing and then um i must have gone to the washroom I, at this moment i know i went to the washroom at some moment but i don't remember any of this so i must have missed this so okay yeah so he's just sitting there and then thor um like he's obviously like really he's getting prepared to fight and so he calls both mjolnir and stormbreaker i'm also wondering where does he keep them like he, <laughs> he grabs them out into the orbit of earth and then he brings them back every and, now and then okay 
I mean, like, he, he wants them to be close enough so that it won't take as long to get to him, but I just find it's really interesting that, like... They should hover about his head. It, they, yeah, or they should always, always just be kind of, like, underground, just, like, just following his shadow sort of thing. <laughs> like but, little gophers? Yeah, or like, uh, or, like, Tremors from that movie. Tremors? Tremors, right. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, he... He calls, uh, he calls forth both and turns into the God of Thunder, and he gets a suit that fits over his belly, and then they pretty much like the three of them. They they go up to Thanos. He puts his helmet on and he's ready, yeah. and uh, I think he does like a little speech like you could not live with your failures. Yeah, exactly. He like says, uh, yeah. yeah, where did that bring you back to me? Um, mm-hmm. He essentially says like I don't typically. What does he say? I don't typically have like emotional side to this whole thing, but I will enjoy watching this planet. Go. like he will enjoy watching his planet get torn down piece by piece yeah you know, he's, so this is like showing like the hatred of thanos he becomes kind of in my opinion more of your typical mcu villain here where he's just kind of yeah. like i'm destroying the world because i hate you yeah so i uh i recall okay yeah no that's right yeah i know that you mentioned that you didn't like how he became like the typical villain i feel like in this moment he's it's almost like hybrid because he's typical in the sense that yeah like he just wants to destroy the living things that are uh, resisting him, but he also says he wants to recreate everything to be... He still wants to sit, like, resting with the Grateful Universe, like, one that exists in the same way that the other Thanos envisioned. It's just that it's unfortunate that he wants to do it in a way that is more of a typical villain to, like, destroy first and then recreate as opposed to just change what already is well it's frustrating though because the in infinity war thanos is without evil intention it is to create a grateful universe without evil intention Mm -hmm. in this one it is to create a grateful universe unbeknownst to the fact that it was created with blood and that's Mm -hmm. what they say like even thor's like even though or i think it's captain america he's like even though uh they won't know about like how it was made kind of thing like that and he's yeah. he says something about like like the ignorance or like something about the fact that like not knowing will be like why they are going to succeed it's because they don't know how it was created or it, it's, it doesn't matter how they were created and that is showing the evil side of it like the evil intention mm-hmm. there is what frustrates me because it's like yeah. i i and i'm sure that f- maybe for comic book people too like maybe that's a better version of thanos uh if you're trying to adapt him but just for me as just purely going by the films only the Thanos I know doesn't have an evil intention, which is what makes him so interesting as an antagonist, is that he just thinks he's doing good. And what he's mm. doing good flies in the face of what we know as good. Uh, right. I just like that yeah. motivation. I like that uh, psychology better. Um, but I see what you're saying. It is better than, let's just say, the lightning beam in the sky and the evil villain, like, I am the Mandarin. Like, it's obviously better than <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. But it is just annoying when it's like... Uh, you know, I want to be the ruler of the universe, and I want to destroy Earth, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get what you mean. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's it's gray area. It's better than normal, but it's it's I, I like the other Thanos better. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so we fight some. I really like this fight scene. Watching them all fight here, Thanos without stones and fighting them all mm-hmm. is really intense. Uh, mm-hmm. Really heavy-handed fighting Thor, fighting Captain America, fighting Iron Man. Like they all still can't really damage him all that much, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can last to an extent, but in the end, like, I mean, one-on-one, they, none, of, none of them would have a chance still. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and even when, uh, yeah, Thor's got both. He's got, he's got like, all his powers returned, um, like, using both, Stormbreaker. both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, yeah. uh, isn't able to, um, to do anything. 
and uh, yeah, even Cap when he grabs Mjolnir, like for for a little while, it's really cool to see like how much he can, like how he can wield Mjolnir. Oh, I love um, it. And and it, yes, it's so great to see, right? I love Thor's like, I'm, I knew it, and he's like excited about it. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of excitement that like that we get too, right? For sure, yeah. Which is nice. It's we can. It's nice we can sympathize with the character mm-hmm. in that way. And uh, yeah, it's really cool to see how quickly Cap is able to to wield Mjolnir in in such a way that like you wouldn't expect. Like he's not hesitating. Um, he retrieves it like he retrieves his own shield. He's just like just grabs yeah, exactly. it and like, pulls he's already it. Used it's to it's doing so it. natural. Like yeah, I like the combos he does. Like he first he like he spins it, does yeah. like the whole uppercut thing, and then he throws his shield and then throws Mjolnir at it. Yeah. and it's like whoa. I, like, sw- I think he throws these... the shield which bounces off of Thanos, and he hits the shield with Mjolnir, and it then bounces off of him again. Like I think he does like a double hit with it. Yeah, something some like kind that. of ricochet happens, and it's it was so quick. I just like barely caught it, but I was like, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then just yeah, he's it's really fun to see. That's cool. Yeah, really, really enjoy. This that. is what these movies are made on: is these kinds of interesting combinations and moments like this. Um, I yeah. gotta admit, I don't remember much of what Tony did that was all that interesting, but I know that he was holding his own. So good job, Tony. Mm-hmm. But I think in this fight scene, the more interesting parts are Captain America and Thor. Uh, it's it's fun to see Thor, even though he's fat. Thor still fight like this, like a Norse fat god. It's uh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That happens. Um, Thanos eventually breaks uh, his shield, Cap shield, which mm-hmm. then again kind of shows into Tony's premonition of seeing all the Avengers dead and seeing the the broken Captain America shield. And at that time, we kept wondering what could even break vibranium. Well, here's yeah, shows Thanos breaking it print quite easily, actually. Yeah, really uh, easily with whatever his sword is made of. I don't even know, but I assume it's some kind of vibranium or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously something, something stronger, something yeah. able to destroy the shield. So pretty intense. Um, yeah. So then Cap is feeling defeated. Everyone else is kind of knocked down. This is the great moment that we've all seen many, many times played out in so many different other videos or shown in cool trailers and whatnot where Captain then mm-hmm. stands up on the hill, the cresting sun in the background. You got Thanos and his warring armies starting to come in. And it's like all versus the lone soldier. This is like the reason why I paid for my ticket was just this one shot here. <laughs> this is yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, definitely. I love Cap just standing there like he's, this is his I can do this all day moment. This is just so good. Um, yeah. I was hoping for an homage to that scene from the original Captain America, but it's fine. It's it's still great. I don't care. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's also one of those like show don't tell. Like he does. Yes, he's obviously exactly, really tired. Yeah. He doesn't need to say it. Yeah, but I'm hearing he is, it in my he's head. He's just while gonna I'm keep getting it, right? up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like he gets up because that's how he that that's his mentality. Yeah. That's his. That's how he lives his life. Yeah, he will right? keep getting up until he dies, which is similar yeah. to Daredevil. Funny enough. Um, Anyways, oh, yeah. uh, and then we get the great moment of, I thought the first thing you heard was on your left, but it's not. You actually hear someone saying, like, Cap, Cap, and they're, like, trying yeah. to find him, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I know they probably did it for the audience reactions in, like, a theater, but I, yeah. I do think it would have been better if on your left is the first thing you heard. Uh, but I do like that you hear on your left, and then that's uh, kind of a callback from Bucky, not Bucky, uh, from Falcon, and Falcon yeah. telling Cap, or Cap telling Falcon on your left all the time when they were running in Winter Soldier. So a nice little call back to that moment. Um, and obviously the fact that he's literally on his left and coming back in and he's back. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I like how you, you mentioned a couple of times, like this whole part is like pretty much a blur for you because 
So yeah, oh, for, yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, the other part was a blur, and this is even more of a blur. It's just heavy. Yeah, because there's there's so much stuff. A lot of great. My stuff brain that can't obviously. process everything that happens on screen. I have to watch the scene over and over again to understand. Yeah, it's because it's like <clears throat> twenty minutes of like relief, <laughs> kind of yes. in a way, right? So um, yeah, like why that resonates with me is because usually when I'm writing my notes for uh, when we're watching the movies, like I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing so much more and it's, everything's very methodical and I'm very just like focused on like, okay, what's happening? What does this mean? Blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But from pretty much from the moment that, uh, that cat picks up Mjolnir, like everything I'm writing is purely emotion. And yeah, I'm just I like, wow, wow. I, my eyes are just wide and my fingers are just going. So like, just to give you an idea of like what I'm like, I, there's a lot of caps like caps lock in my in my notes so i'll just read like a few lines like so static what sam what on your left yes e-bombay spider-man swings into action yes iron pepper q avengers theme and it's all like in caps and i'm just like and i'm just going crazy just really really enjoying what's happening here and it's been it's been a long awaited thing right like for us to finally get like literally every single just about literally every single person that uh, has ever fought on the side of the Avengers or on the side of good finally together in like this big all out battle. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so worth the wait just being able to witness it. Oh yeah. Um, Not just, not just waiting like in the theater, like watching it from the beginning of the movie, but like witnessing it from, from Iron Man, just knowing that any, something like this could be coming. And, uh, and yeah, in the middle of it, in terms of like just adding to the emotion, but we get that break of uh, when Spider-Man finds Tony, when Peter finds Tony, and then you know he's he's explaining about like all these things that happened while they were gone and how he came back, and like Tony just can't say anything but like stare. He gets kind of misty-eyed and just hugs him. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, that it's, feels he's, so good. He's like, this is nice. This is nice. Yeah, this is nice. <laughs> it is nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, that whole scene there is just like reward. I don't know. Yes. It's just reward for all it of is MCU. Just reward. Like, That's right. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I don't know how you I don't could think not it's enjoy just this. Not... Exactly, yeah. I, I don't think it's just reward for the audience, too. I think it's reward for all of the actors as well. For like, sure. Like, when you uh, like when you watch... I, I remember watching this uh, shortly after the movie came out, but there's a scene, like a behind-the-scenes shot of, like, you see the green screen, but it's kind of, like, in the middle of where they're like all the avengers are together and um the russo brothers are kind of just like talking about some notes but you can see like yeah they're like they're all there in that room and uh and i think for them you know they're they're so i think they're that they're all grateful to have been a part of like all that work too right it's i think it's such a reward that for all that they've done they can get to this point where they can really um put this really great scene together all together too for the sake of everybody that's been watching and enjoying it and yeah it's uh i keep saying it but i'll say it again it's mcu has really changed the movie going experience yeah i agree Uh, think about all the films now that are trying to do universes right their own cinematic universe so Mm -hmm. uh it's interesting marvel has really done that yeah it's not like other movie franchises haven't already but just not to the extent that the mcu has And, and what will eventually hit that level next what has yeah. enough characters to do that you know mm-hmm. a superhero has become a genre now not just a, like a thing yeah it's it's right. a genre of movie so mm-hmm. it, it, for example like horror the the horror movies tried to kind of do something where they were like gonna bring in the mummy and then they're gonna bring back dracula and they have the the, the monster madness kind of stuff come in um 
Dr. Frankenstein and all that, and, and they mm-hmm. still might be able to do it, but the reason why it won't be as easy is because it's not superhero. Superhero is an easy thing for us to relate to because it's full of triumph and it's full of like falling down but getting back up and dusting your boots yeah. off and being mm-hmm. able to work hard again, right? And that's all yeah. within the superhero genre. Every movie has that feeling, that same compassion. But if you're doing a horror Marvel, or cinematic universe, unfortunately, all your movies are horror movies now. And not everyone can relate yeah. to horror movies, right? Exactly. Some people don't yeah. like them. So it's mm-hmm. tough. So, yeah, I, yeah just get on Marvel. They did a really good job. Because now they can do superhero slash heist, superhero slash romance, superhero slash 80s film. Like, they can just... Yeah. They can just keep mixing in anything to the superhero genre because superhero doesn't really mean anything. It just means heroic. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Anyways, big battle is my note. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the slings open up, the portals open up. We all know that every character, I don't know, you could pause it and probably name like a billion characters in this thing. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. awesome to watch. Um, I like Ant-Man just kind of like coming up in the background there and just like being huge as giant man and then just like taking yeah, out one of those big giant alien things it's great yeah it just punches it down it's great the idea of ant-man being like as strong as the hulk is so funny like he's just able to punch <laughs> one giant thing like that it's like wow scott yeah. like this is a good movie for scott like he really gets a lot of yeah. good moments in it so good for mm-hmm. him um another yeah. one that i really enjoy here i don't want to skip over too much but i just i honestly i only wrote down what i wrote down so i don't know if you remember stuff yeah. let me know but um sure. I like Wanda fighting Thanos, and I like how oh, she yeah. she almost almost takes out Thanos. Like she's close to taking him out just by how yeah. strong she is. And the only way for him to escape is to get his own ships to shoot down on the army, like including yeah. his own army. Just they have to shoot down everybody. He has to like do a suicidal bombing run to even stop Wanda. And mm-hmm. coming off the back of WandaVision, um, I like I'm just I'm liking the character of Wanda so much right now. And it's mm. not just because of WandaVision, because I know that as we've started to go through these movies, I've, my fiance even said it, that I'm just starting to like her character so much more. When we were watching Avengers Age of Ultron, I was just yeah. like, wow, she's so much better than I thought she was. Then we got into Civil War, <laughs> and I was like, God, her and Cap, and her and Vision, and all this, like, I was just really liking her character. And when we get to this moment, I'm just like, ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. When she's like, you took everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. I just love that moment. It's yeah. so good. She's like, oh, you man. will. <laughs> yeah she's so creepy. yeah no that's a great oh. scene yeah yeah love it um, um i really i really enjoyed the uh um the iron duo so when iron oh, man yeah. and pepper it's quick they kind of go yeah. like it's it is really quick but yeah they they're back they're doing back. their own thing then they come together go back to back yeah. and, I, and they both like shoot their lasers at the same time yeah i think that's a, that's a really cool moment it's almost like uh if you were to play marvel versus capcom and that's like your ultimate ability yes. like you call in pepper yeah, and then you just cool. do your yeah your duo kind of thing that's really cool i like in the beginning yeah. when uh tony says that mommy never wears anything he buys her oh, that's right yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's a good little moment um mm-hmm. morgan this is done right yeah morgan, morgan yeah. yeah that's right i think morgan is supposed morgan. to be like his uncle or something in the comics but in the in the movie they they use the movie or they use the name morgan to be his daughter oh also a nice reference jarvis was supposed to be a butler to the stark family and then they actually made jarvis a butler in the flashback scene i actually thought that was great oh that's right well he's actually also uh he plays he plays jarvis like that same jarvis in uh in agent carter okay i didn't know that yeah okay but i thought that was really cool as a touch just knowing that jarvis was supposed to be a butler and then seeing him i was like oh wow cool like Mm -hmm. it's almost like seeing the alfred of like the the stark universe so it kind of is exactly that's right 
Um, so Captain Marvel comes onto the scene, starts helping out by blowing up some ships, just like she did in her Captain Marvel movie. Just literally flies through the ship yeah. and just takes it down. Where were you during like any yeah. of this? Yeah, exactly. she's had so many lines in this movie where she's just defending that one statement. Almost every line directed at her in this movie was, "Oh, so can't you do it?" And then her response is, no, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't do it because of blank, you know? I couldn't do it yeah. because there's other wars happening, or I couldn't do it because you're not the only one who has to face Thanos, or I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. the blip is happening over here, whatever. It's just, it's constantly <laughs> her on the defensive because it is a little weird that she has not shown up until this moment. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I don't know how else you could make her be a part of it earlier because... I know. It's almost like the same reason why they didn't have Thor and Hulk in um, in Civil War is because they're just way too overpowered. Yeah, com- compared to everybody else, they, right? In terms of like whatever needs to happen. I could be wrong, but I feel like to fix all this, they just had to make Captain Marvel's origin story not take place in the '90s. If they just had her origin story take place closer to the snap, then it would have made a lot more sense. I don't think we would have had any hole there, and we would have been fine with Captain Marvel coming out. Oh, I see. Yeah. I well, okay. I, I like the idea that though she would have if she had her origin like earlier and then in the meantime she had more time to actually go around to all the different galaxies and different planets and and see like okay where she actually needs to have her help and then has an attachment that way otherwise like if otherwise yeah she would just be on earth like all the time because um yeah she wouldn't have known enough to be useful anywhere else you know I don't know. Great power comes great responsibility kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Thanos fights Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, actually, sorry. Before this, there is a race to get to the uh, van. Um, yep. There is a nice little nod, interestingly enough, which I only caught because we watched these movies uh, with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Where Yeah, when she, she says Cap. She says, yeah, thanks, Cap, or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. I was like, they actually called back to the Ant-Man 2 movie where she made fun that's of him right. for Cap. I was like, good job. Like, yeah. So, well done, them, for having a split-second scene that actually references their movie. Uh, and then having yeah. the two of them jump back to the van. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just I'm just, I'm so shocked by the cleverness of this film. And, yeah. There, there's another, I think they fill in a lot of gaps. There's another, um, there's another gap filler where... Oh, it's it's when uh, it's when Clint is running with the gauntlet, but then he kind of gets uh, stopped, like he can't go further. And then Black Panther comes mm. and says and calls him Clint. Whereas like back in I can't remember what, like their first encounter, he said like I'm I'm Hawkeye or whatever, and he says I don't care. Oh, yeah. like he, <laughs> right? he just like is, doesn't doesn't give him the time of day. But I in this one, he, he has calls the him by his name. Best lines right? in Civil War. Every line is great. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's genius. I miss that Black Panther. He was so good. Yeah. So angsty. <laughs> uh, yeah so there's that um <laughs> another gap filler would be uh we finally get to see spider-man use his instant kill mode oh yeah it was so intense <laughs> it was great i loved it yeah that's so nice. i love how he gets so a little fun. bit overwhelmed too by the end of it it's just like they start like climbing over him and his instant kill is still trying to go but it's like they're still taking him out and <laughs> that's just way like, too ah. many yeah um yeah then there's the famous uh women teaming up against uh all the things trying to help peter Pretty like, much everything. Yeah, yeah when there's like, what, what, someone's like, "What? We got your back, Peter?" Or something. What? What was the line they say? Like, uh, wait. Okay, he. No, he first. First, Captain Marvel is the one who shows up, right? And yeah. then uh, she's like, "Oh, do you have some? Oh, uh, oh, he says hi. I'm Peter Parker. Hi, Peter Parker. You got something for me?" 
and like oh, i don't know how you're gonna get through all of them or something like that yeah oh um, well, all by yourself and she's like she won't be that was it that was it she Somebody, won't be. something yeah. like that there yeah, was a moment and i guess <laughs> i find this scene pretty funny but there was a moment when it shows nebula no i'm sorry not nebula it shows mantis <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I know it's trying to be like a girl power thing. So I, I was like, joking with my fiance. It's like, I'm shocked one of them didn't look at Mantis. Like, wait, are you female? Like, <laughs> what are you? Yeah, exactly. Right. Just this weird Mantis thing running. It's like, I understand the actress is female, but like, yeah. is Mantis technically a female in this female empowering scene? Like, <laughs> I, I think she is. Yeah. I think so. Well, Ma- Mantis come in male and female genders. I guess Plus, so because they mate, they mate, right? She's just she's know. really out of place looking in this giant thing. Maybe it's it's pretty bit. funny. If I was to pick out one of them from the crowd, I'm picking out Mantis. Um, yeah, I, I like. I, I'm fine with the idea of uh, all the female characters coming together. I just don't think I like how they walk into the shot. What? Or how they come into the shot? We already you talked know? about this. So Infinity War did a much better version of this, where they had the women come together for a fight scene. It was a woman enemy villain oh yeah because three women okoye yeah. scarlet witch and or no black wait okoye black widow and scarlet witch and is it yeah. oh it is yeah, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. are yeah. but yeah it's yeah. a woman villain and then three women allies fighting against the villain and it's a mm-hmm. good compelling scene like i've got zero qualms with it this mm-hmm. one yeah is weird because it's trying to be a boy band or like some kind of like k-pop k-pop kind of like uh poster or something like the yeah. way they're like you said the way that the camera's moving and they're grouping together is to make a screenshot like you almost yeah. think it's going to freeze frame rotate diagonally 45 degrees and then a cursive writing signature is going to go across the screen <laughs> like yeah right i yeah i i, I know what you mean i think the difference is that in infinity war like the way that they're the way that all of a sudden they're in the shot is like in the middle of battle yes like they, they go there to support each other yes but in this one in endgame they arrive into the scene getting prepared to fight right yes. so they're like kind of walking in like casually and like comfortable like there's no immediate threat there's no imminent threat it's just like okay let's just take some time and get in the shot yes and then we're gonna go move together so it's kind of like a weird it's almost like too much structure is happening that they have to like gather and then they have to communicate and then go forward and then take like do their plan so i i feel like because there's they're trying to fit too much of like the prepar- the preparation is what maybe takes away from the impact of them actually being supportive of each other definitely and another way so. of saying yeah. it is one of them progresses the story forward with its action and also does the female empowerment thing while the other mm-hmm. one looks like a bunch of photo shoots on a green screen set that then kind of they put together like it literally looks yeah. like they were just like can we get all the girls in on thursday at seven and then we'll just all go in front of the green screen set and you always kind of like, just like kind of huddle in and it's like oh we got this actress too she couldn't make it oh well can you film her on a green screen kind of doing a little sidle in and we'll just kind of put her in on the background kind of which is probably mm-hmm. what actually happened but it's sad that we can even see that while watching yeah. this in this moment yeah yeah um that, mm-hmm. that is probably my only real um critical note to this whole awesome ending fight scene is that mm-hmm. there are some moments where it feels a little fragmented as if it was filmed like away from like separately like, obviously yeah, right. obviously these things are filmed separately they kind of have yeah. to be in this day and age with all of these actors too but yeah. unfortunately it feels that way a little bit in some of the little snippets they do um yeah meanwhile when as you if com- they're not really cognizant of like everything that's, that's happening exactly meanwhile when you compare yeah. that to infinity war and i just keep using that because it also had a lot of actors in it um it feels like they're at a real set 
and it feels like they're mm-hmm. all actually there. Same with Civil War, for that matter. It feels like it's an actual set, and it feels like they're all actually there. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, is even yeah. Civil War had to kind of post... Uh, put in characters after the fact, right? Um, with Peter Parker, there was a lot of like kind of redone scenes or redone reworkings to make things work to have uh, him come into the whole thing. Um, so it, it's it's just interesting here. It, it came off a little bit fragmented in this battle, mm-hmm. but nothing yeah. nothing horrible. It definitely didn't ruin it in any way, shape, or form. It was just yeah. something to note. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the van blows up. Thanos destroys the van that's got the quantum the hot tunnel. time machine. Yep. Um, when that happens. He gets the. Does he get the? Get he gets the glove and, um, Captain Marvel has to fight him with the glove. Is that is that how it goes? Yeah, he he gets it pretty much because like he blows it up and then, I feel like, oh let's see what happens. Okay, so, blows up. Oh wait, I'm looking for it. The glove gets glove gets thrown away. Uh, he's going to get the glove and then I think uh, let's see, Iron Man sees it. He's about to get the glove. I'm doing the play-by-play. Nice. Oh, Iron Man! Iron Man pushes Thanos away. Thanos mm. turns around mm. and elbows Iron Man. Iron mm. Man goes flying. Thor comes in. He's got Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. He hits mm. Thanos with Mjolnir, throws it away, mm. and then he turns around. And, okay, so anyway, yeah, and the crowd he gets in like a little. <laughs> he gets in a little grip with uh, both Captain America and gets a little Thor. Grip. Gets a little grip. <laughs> Trying to get the glove, and then he. Uh, Thanos is able to pretty much like take them both out. Right. Non- he rolls over Captain America, hits him in the face, and Captain America is just out flat. Oh. And then, uh, and then, yeah, no, Captain Marvel comes as just as Thanos grabs the gauntlet. Um, so he's, what's I think what's cool about the scene is like we can see how how smart of a fighter he is. Yes. Captain Marvel shows how strong she is and how much stronger she is than Thanos. Like, just Thanos as Thanos. Actually, even Thanos with the glove. Yeah. Like, she's she's physically stronger than him. But it's just his brain is just so much faster. Yeah. Like, he, he can calculate exactly what he needs to do in, like, a matter of seconds. So oh. he removes the Power Stone. He risks, like, the pain that it takes just to hold it for that second punches captain marvel That's and she such goes flying a good move. with like, the power oh. of the power stone right yeah it's a great move that little thing Cause... that's just the genius little genius moments in this movie that moment right there is just jaw-dropping it's so smart mm-hmm. just remove the stone for a second to use it then put it back in the glove oh, i love it like oh. yeah exactly so sacrifice cool. whatever he needs to for the sake of like his plan yes. basically so yeah. he and that's that's one thing that is like very evident about thanos i think whether you talk about the newer old one right. is like he still has the same conviction that like he's he's got whatever he has that he wants to set in motion he's doing whatever it takes like no compromises basically right so it's um and that i think that's a really cool thing to see and then uh yeah so makes her go flying and then puts the power stone back in he's powering up and then uh we have the moment where iron man um he's coming to this realization and he meets eyes with doctor strange and Doctor Strange, basically, Doctor Strange realizes that Iron Man realizes that we're in that this one. This is the one reality. He, he yeah. finally had that one, like, mental thought that was the one in 14 million chances or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't believe there's only one universe where this happens. Was there a few yeah. parallel universes where Tony, like, went to grab the glove, but then missed, and then Thanos just, like, murdered him, probably? probably. Well, I, I would assume that, like, out of the 14 million, it's kind of like the. Um, closer to the one yeah there's probably just a few that are just 
like one one step off yeah. from him actually getting the and like Doctor Strange is just like really hoping really hoping that they're in the one where Tony didn't like trip on the person on the way to getting to the gun right. <laughs> like, yeah yeah like he he forgot to eat his full bowl of cereal before yeah, they exactly. came out today kind of went thing. a little yeah, exactly. bit slower he's like oh no this is for 14,001 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I wrote Thanos snaps, but Tony snaps harder. Um, I do like the idea <laughs> where Tony goes to grip the whole thing, and then Thanos throws him aside, and you're like, oh, no, he didn't get it, and Thanos snaps. And you're just kind of like, whoa. Like, it, it was mm-hmm. well done, even this time, when I had already seen it. I forgot. Yeah. Like, I totally forgot. So I was just like, I was shocked to see Thanos snap. And then when it cut back to Tony, and I was just like, oh. And, like, what an epic yeah. shot of them, like, crawling up his hand and going into the glove. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so good. I actually even before that so just a, a thing for Thanos like he snaps and he's got that little breath I love that little breath it's like it's it's so Daughter. subtle but <laughs> yeah so it's just like I, I think obviously like Josh Brolin doesn't have a lot of physicality actually no, no he does actually do the acting for it he's got he does the mocap but in terms of like physically seeing him like it's it's a lot of it's CGI so he's got to rely a lot on his voice as well mm-hmm. And I think he does a really good job. And I think it's the subtleties in his voice and his deliveries that I think that work really well for his character. Because he doesn't do anything that is, like, over the top to try to match a big hulking kind of character. Everything is actually on the subtler side. Yeah. Because that's that's the Thanos character. He's he's a confident person, but he's not naive. And he's, uh, and he's not over-emotional. He understands what happens in the moment. And I think his breath just like when he snaps and it doesn't work i think is very evident of that that idea of thanos so i really enjoyed that because that was just that's thanos in defeat like speechless just breath so yeah it's i i like i wonder if josh brolin had like three or four different breaths in mind and like (laughs) waited and was like talking to the russo brothers this one well how do you think about this breath what about that breath yeah what about that one so i was at home i i got i got 33 breaths let me know which one you like (laughs) yeah uh yeah so then obviously tony does the snap it takes Mm -hmm. a huge toll on him this snap is kind of like the thanos snap from infinity war but instead it's in reverse it's a snap Mm -hmm. that just kills all the bad people yeah um Mm -hmm. as far as i can tell at least it seems to be a snap that just takes away anybody who is thanos or thanos adjacent thanos related yeah Yeah, that's right but not gamora new gamora because she's she would have been i guess if she didn't then join up with the new nebula so whatever whatever tony's snap was gamora doesn't count in that rule set for some reason wait why i don't know but gamora's still around is she well don't they mention at the end that gamora's like off traveling somewhere oh no when when quill is looking for her on his radar it says searching or scanning oh but it so... doesn't actually end up like finding a result or anything eh, so she might be snapped. so okay never mind i think yeah i mean like it could just be um who knows like maybe like we're actually still in some sort of different timeline where she exists or yeah like uh, i'm curious to know like if nebula the old nebula was still alive trying to work for thanos if you know tony had snapped would she be snapped i assume she would be but i don't know does the snap include Mm. people who were eventually going to turn into good people over time like who were good spirited or good hearted but needed the right motivations or did his snap just (laughs) <laughs> like i don't know whatever tony i know snapped. yeah exactly you know think, his snap yeah. was just the 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 movie ending snap but we don't really know the context behind it at all and i don't know if we ever need to but still i'm just curious 
that's right. Yeah, we'll we'll get the answers later on, and it may or may not answer other questions we have in mind. But the results I may think vary. Be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, Thanos snaps. Tony snaps harder, and at this moment, he then crumbles to the ground. I like their boldness with this. They could have taken way more time and i did think they took too long in the theaters but i i regret that decision now now i think they took a really good amount of time with this they could have taken way more time and had tony like dribble out a few more lines and do this or that but they respected the stones enough to make tony barely function for like these yeah, last exactly. three moments like yeah it was perfect by the time pepper's talking to him he's like only able to really look at her yeah and barely say yeah and it's mm-hmm. perfect and i love yeah. i know you're gonna get to this but i love pepper's dialogue to him like it's the oh yeah perfect thing she could have said where she's just like we're safe now everyone's safe it's we're all good now just rest yeah you can, you rest, can now. rest now Ugh. it's like oh like, that is the perfect end to tony that's you couldn't ask for better than that it's it's amazing like now after watching all of these over again going through this whole thing with you and watching these every two weeks and seeing how much tony stark we've had to see i get it and it makes so much sense it's a perfect ending for him oh yeah yeah for sure and then uh we got a little bit a little moment with um uh with peter like because peter's one of the first ones well roadie shows up um, realizes that it's pretty much over mm-hmm. and then peter shows up and uh oh man just like knowing how much peter like looks up to tony and is so grateful that it's over grateful that he's like had all these opportunities with tony and these are like the last moments he has with him mm-hmm. oh man it's if if you're really invested in the relationship between between tony and peter it's that's very hard to watch oh yeah just to see i think tom holland does a really good job of just like showing that kind of pain that that the character is feeling yeah and Ah, and they continue it actually pretty well in uh the next spider-man movie as well um but yeah like peter peter's quite motivated by his character and this is his obi-wan kenobi moment right here where he's about to now take on the mantle essentially and have his Mm -hmm. master pass away but tony will always be with him in spirit Mm-hmm. Um, so the heroes then mourn Tony at his funeral, which is a lot better yeah. than the Black Widow funeral. <laughs> I don't think that really was a funeral. I don't think they were. <laughs> well, they were at the same they place like... mourning her. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Okay. Sure. We'll say it. We'll say it's like the. They just didn't invite anyone. Like <laughs> half funeral. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just talking about her at the same place where they decide Tony's yeah. funeral will be. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is Tony's actual funeral where it kind of does like a credits roll almost of all the characters. Uh, including, like, the boy at the back who everyone forgets about, and then, like, the joke is, like, oh, yeah, he came, too. Like, you didn't remember him? Yeah, he's the kid from Iron Man 3. No one recognized him? Shocker. Oh, interesting. Even on the Wikipedia to, like, the movie in the end there, it mentions all the people that are there. At the very end, it says, I can't remember the boy's name, but it was, like, and he was there, too. <laughs> like, it adds, <laughs> it adds, and I was, like, the way you wrote that is also the way we all, ex- like, saw this movie. Just, like, oh, yeah. yeah, and the boy. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um anyways there's a weird okay like i don't don't know why like i always kind of like notice this part but so yeah it goes through the whole crawl of the of the characters and then it gets to hawkeye's family and then the his son that's standing on the left has this really weird look or like stance something about him just looks like very odd (laughs) i don't know what they're supposed to be kind of like pinpointing out to be 
something like later on, but for some reason he just he really stands out. So I don't know. It's I well weird. You know from the Goofy movie, you got to stand out. Always got to stand out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, at the funeral, pans across everybody. Um. Yeah, Clint and Wanda have a moment, which took me a little while to understand what was going on because I was like. Like, did he just miss his redhead friend and he needed a new redhead friend to talk to? Like, but then I totally forgot that like Clint and Wanda had their whole moment in Age of Ultron where like Clint recruited Wanda into the Avengers. So I forgot like he actually does have quite a tie with Wanda. And I was like, okay. And then what is kind of frustrating though is in that moment when she's just like, yes, they they both do kind of thing. Like he's like he's like, I yeah. hope she knows it was worth it. And she's like, yeah, like they both do. She's talking about mm-hmm. Vision. But it, since my mind yeah. went back to Age of Ultron, I thought she was talking about um, Pietro. Pietro? Yeah, and I was just oh. like, I was like, oh, they almost missed a good opportunity there for her to mention Pietro at some moment here to be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like, they both do, Pietro and Vision. <laughs> like, right, like, yeah. Almost like, I, I don't know how you do it good, like, uh, with, with great dialogue, but it almost missed a moment there to also respect Pietro because he mm, was, like, the right. first MCU character to die. Like in a shocking fashion, right? So and like sacrifice himself, yeah. especially too for right? Clint, yeah. who's standing there next to her. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not a good point. Yeah. Anyways, it was just something I was thinking about while I was watching that little moment. Um, mm-hmm. Thor and Valkyrie have a moment. Thor then gives Asgard to Valkyrie, says that she'll be a better leader than him. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm just gonna roam around for a while, which means that you know chris pines just or what's the name chris hemsworth's just gonna kind of wait and see what happens with his contract i guess i see oh yeah 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 right yeah then joins the asgardians of the galaxy back together again Uh, (laughs) if we get more asgardians of the galaxy can we please not have more um star lord and thor just constantly going back and forth on these lame jokes like they're not funny watching him be like of course we know who the captain is Mm mm-hmm I was yeah. like, oh, this is so annoying. Just move on. Like, Yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, because we, we've gotten enough of him always saying, like, oh, he's the strongest Avenger, or just at least thinking about it. Yeah. Thinking that he's the strongest Avenger and thinking that everybody else thinks it too. So, I mean, some things die hard, but uh, yeah. our old habits die Well, hard Guardians forever, doesn't but, need yeah. this kind of a character. Like, I like Thor with the Guardians if Thor is going to be different, but it doesn't mm. need this version of Thor. Uh it's funny as it is, but it doesn't need this kind of character to, to make it more funny. Unfortunately, that's going to make it worse. I think so. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There was actually, yeah, I, I like cool. yelled at the TV where I said cut. Cause there was like a joke that was happening there, but on the Asgardian thing there. Uh, ah. and like, it just kept going. And I like, I, just, I was just like cut away and it just stayed <laughs> on screen. And I was like, this is so Stop bad. It. Like, but like yeah. if I was an editor watching this, I would have been like pulling my eyes out being like, just press space bar cut the shot move to the next shot like it's it's done now yeah um yeah it's just bad anyways <laughs> it was enraging to me um so then sam bucky steve and bruce all head back to uh get steve prepared to take the stones back for his famous little stone returning journey yeah um they do the thing send him back thank god they didn't turn him into like baby captain america by accident yeah although that would have been kind of funny um, oh, young Steve. That would have been great to see young, skinny Steve again for a second. That would have been kind of fun. I was thinking, I don't know what I thought about this, but I was thinking it would have been cool if uh, if he if he did come back. Or, like, when, yeah, he comes back later on, and he's Stanley. So rather than being, like... Uh, what? Rather than... So, uh, no, not, not he's Stanley, but Stanley plays, like, old Captain America. Oh, I see. Or old Steve Rogers or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think could have been cool. They did a good job with him, but you actually you just inspired me a little bit more. It would have been interesting if he found a way to be able to live his life as if he never got the super soldier serum. If there was, I know oh. that's not possible with the way that time travel works in this movie, but it would have yeah. been interesting if if he could have done the same thing, gone and met Peggy, and then lived their lives together, and then like been mm-hmm. old again, but never had the serum and lived a regular life. That would have been actually pretty interesting, I think. When he came back I as an old man, yeah. if he was like a skinny, old, frail man, like right. and was just yeah. like, I got to see what it was like to be a normal person, and that was the best life I've ever had, kind of thing. That would have been a really inspiring message, I think, to other people too. Because it's all about again what Captain is, Captain America is, which is just what you are all on the inside. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good point. Um, regardless, it was I, I. I thought it was interesting. Steve doesn't return, and then, you know, lo and behold, the only person that knows where Steve is is Bucky. Bucky, the yep. actual person who pretty much already knew what was going to happen when he was talking to Steve beforehand. He, you can yep. see it on their face when they're talking, where he's just like. He's essentially yeah, like, have a good life. I'm really going to miss you. Yeah. So obviously, like, why would he say that if he knew he was returning? Exactly. Right? He knows so, what's yeah. up. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> I love how, like, Bucky's just like, Sam, just go. Just just, just take it. Just go. Just go. Go. Yeah. Go, it's, it's, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my, okay, my, my guess with this situation is that, like, Cap actually confided in Bucky. Like, told him, like, hey, I just want you to know, like, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm sure you go back and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what do you think about Falcon? Does he deserve the shield? Yeah. Is he worthy of it? Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like he would have confided in him. He wouldn't have just made the decision himself. Just knowing that Bucky's there anyway. Definitely. Um, Bucky's like, that's my guess. Bucky's like, yeah, I, yeah, Sam's Sam's pretty good, I guess. And Cap's like, well, I just, I, I just thought, you know, with your arm, like, you might, it might not have worked as right. well. Or it might have been, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, yeah, yeah. Sam's great. Yeah, just, you know, well, I just, I figured it would be weird. No, okay. No, no, Sam's fine. Just, yeah. <laughs> we're missing, we're missing that scene, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll get that in What If. <laughs> the what If. It's just a whole episode of Cap and Bucky, like, passive aggressively, like, deciding who's going to get it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So Sam meets up with Steve. They have the scene that we talked about earlier. Steve gives Sam, Steve gives Sam the shield. Interesting note as well. Sam, when just before taking the shield and donning the shield, he looks over to Bucky, and what does mm. Bucky do? He gives him a head nod. Of, yes. Yes, you're allowed to take that shield for now, boy. Before I eventually take it back from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he lets him take it. And then yeah. Sam takes the shield, and therefore he is Captain America. Sure, whatever. Sure, mm-hmm. he's Captain America. Or he's Captain Falcon. He's Falcon America. Falcon America. We'll see what happens in Falcon and Bucky. Um, I mean, they're going to be trading the shield off. It's exactly. Gonna go back I'm kind of glad that, anyway. like, I would rather that. I don't, I, you know, if, if, if Sam is still going to be Falcon and Bucky's still going to be Bucky, then I'd rather they share the shield than either one of them takes the shield. That'd be my preference. Mm-hmm. I just think if one was only to take the shield, it makes more sense for Bucky. But yeah, or or like uh, Peter Parker finds a way to to separate the <sighs> to separate the shield so that it's like a yin and yang, ah, so they each get half. That'd be right? pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if it would. Yeah, I would <laughs> and then like yeah, whenever they team up, they like put it together. <laughs> they have to stand next to each other. They do like the Dragon Ball Z like fusion. Yeah, fusion. Ha! They do the whole. They do like a dance, and then yeah, put the shields together. I'd like to see them like run. Like one's got the the left arm extended, and the other one's got the right arm extended. And they're running like clotheslining, and it's got the shield like oh, connected yeah. in the middle, and they like batter ram people. They're doing like the full like running Lariat. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The wrestling yeah. move. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see that in Falcon and Bucky. Which we probably will. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, there's the whole shield dance there, and then, wow, 
I can't thank this movie enough for giving, like, again, another perfect ending. Just Steve and Dancing with Peggy. And just the emotions you feel when it's like Steve got to have, like, such a good life back then. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. wrap it up everybody nicely here. So, um, mm-hmm. if everyone else in this movie had horrible scenes and it was just, like, annoying to watch them and it was just awful, as we kind of saw with Thor, um, it doesn't matter because Tony and Steve were handled so well in this film. And it shows you yeah. how important those characters are at the core of all of these films. So as long as those two were handled well in like every one of their scenes for Endgame here, then we're done. Wrap it up. It's a good movie. And yeah. they did. And they also sprinkled in a lot of genius moments throughout this movie to make it a pretty dang good Marvel movie. Is it the best? No. But it is far from the worst. <laughs> very far from the worst yeah. in my opinion it's probably top three to be honest if i really rank them all this is probably top three for me um oh okay i didn't think you liked it that much i thought maybe it would have been like top eight or something i think i'm somewhere along the lines of infinity war being the best followed yep. by civil war and or winter soldier Winter soldier um yeah. probably civil war over winter soldier though but i don't know they're pretty close and then somewhere mm-hmm. in there i'm sprinkling in the first iron man and endgame um, okay. And I think it's yeah. pretty universal for a lot of people out there. Those are like the heavy hitters, the ones that also yeah, made a lot of money, exactly. right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I know a lot of people who really, really like uh, Civil War and Winter Soldier. A lot of people say those are in their top, like three for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's hard not to like them. Like so many lines that we quote for this Marvel Cinematic Universe start and end with those films. I'm shocked mm-hmm. with Civil War all the time. Whenever we watch it, I go like how good of a movie it is i always think it's going to be just some stupid movie where they all just fight in a parking lot but it's not there's so much more to that movie oh yeah way more and without civil war this movie isn't as good obviously it's but it's just Mm -hmm. that there's so much that gets built up in that movie that concludes in this movie so Mm -hmm. yeah good job mcu how do you feel overall yeah very i'm so happy with it i like i don't know if it is my top movie of the mcu but I can say for sure that like I can't not enjoy it greatly because <laughs> it's like I said it's you know, um it's it's very rewarding just to watch it mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's also very relieving like it, even if you're not really carrying a burden from thinking about all the movies you watch like when you watch this like you feel this kind of weight that's lifted because you finally get to see what you've been looking forward to the characters get it you get it um mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I, I don't like to, well, I don't know if I don't like to, but I, <coughs> sorry, um, I don't want to say that it is a fan service movie because a lot of it really is, I feel like a lot of it really is fan service, but I think it's fan service just also done appropriately. It's not fan service just thrown in there for the heck of it, but like it's, or, or maybe it's just like, it's, it's an appropriate movie that is consequently fan service because yeah it we finally really in my opinion get everything that we wanted to see right and you can't you can't really say that about a lot of the mcu movies because um there there are so many things that you can just like because they never conclude in a specific way um that you can't ever just say like oh that's exactly how i wanted to finally see it all together or that's that's exactly how i wanted to see ant-man work with um the wasp or something right like because they were able to fill in a lot of the gaps um we have resolutions not just for like the group the avengers but like for individual characters um and in terms of storyline i think it i think it still does a, a fairly good job of not creating 
like too convoluted of a plot like considering that it's time travel right so um yeah i every time i watch it i just i still get a lot of the same emotions that i got from the first time watching it and i think the fact that it lasts for me is what makes me really really enjoy this movie yeah well i don't think i can say it better than that it's a pretty good recap cool nice thanks yeah for our after credit scenes i just wrote ding 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 because that's yep. about all we really get. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. We, uh, my fiance and I, we scrubbed through it too. We were like, "Is there one? I can't remember." We were like, really just trying to find. It. I was like, "No, I guess there isn't." So, yeah. yeah. Um, I like how the, uh, like before the actual credits roll, um, we get some. I can't remember what theme is playing or what song is playing when we're showing like, or when we get to see, the. Oh, the actor's like signatures written over their character? Well, yeah, prior to that, it's, like, all the other characters, and then we get into, like, the main Avengers cast, right. and it's them with their with their signatures, which I think is kind of cool. I like that, It's yeah. a nice, yeah, it's a nice touch. It feels like it's, and, like, uh, um, yeah. encasing it forever, right? It's yeah. It's like, that you are officially yeah. this person forever. It, it almost feels yeah, like you've, that. you've immortalized this role. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, well, I can't believe we're saying this, but Anthos, we're at that point. Oh, what is your worst character in Endgame? Okay, I have a feeling I know who you're going to say, I think. So I'm hmm. not going to say it, and I will say the Hulk. Oh, weird. So, cause, yeah, he didn't bother me all that much in this movie. I'm, I'm curious why. So he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't amazing either. He's kind of milk toast for me. What do you think about the Hulk? I, I said so the reason why the Hulk for me is because, to me, he doesn't... Like, in a lot of the scenes, it doesn't seem like he really adds to the progression of things he's just kind of in like he's there for like in between moments so yeah like the the taco thing um, shrink ray thing or i guess sorry age ray thing i mean yeah in in a little bit um like the diner scene just a lot of when he's there like he i guess the guess the scenes where he's talking (laughs) are the ones where just like okay we i don't think this is this is necessary like um, he's useful for the snap. Yeah. And and that's pretty much it. Like, he convinces he doesn't Thor actually... to come back, though. He does say, you helped me in a time of crisis. I don't think he does it. I think uh, Rocket does it by saying we have beer on the ship. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know if he like actually adds to progression with his dialogue. It's really just the snap that I can think of. I might be maybe forgetting some things, but... Yeah, so that's why I would say the Hulk, and also what I said before, like the balance of Banner and the Hulk to me doesn't it doesn't work. Right. Um. So, yeah, just before saying my least favorite character, I'll just mention a point here that I I was forgetting. I meant to say at the very beginning is that with Captain America, there is a very frustrating part of Captain America at the beginning of this film, and it's it makes me set on the wrong foot. It's why I was saying that like the beginning of this movie, I get really annoyed and like it's not going the way I want it to go and it gets, gets all depressing. The Captain America mm-hmm. we see at the beginning of this film is also a different kind of Captain America who's like very defeated and yeah. it's not and one that I'm used to seeing. So he mm. gets into the realm of what I don't want to watch. That being okay. said, he totally yeah. changes into the middle of the film when they start to progress and they have a new plan and now he's falling right yeah. back into his leadership roles and all that and he's great. And then later on mm-hmm. he's awesome and totally great. But... At the yeah. beginning, I was a little bit worried that he's falling into, oh my god, are you going to be my least favorite character? And the reason I say that is because in Infinity War, Captain America is so on the sidelines 
that I was like, oh, oh yeah. okay, you're obviously waiting for the next film to show me Captain America. Because he gets, like, maybe one yeah. or two lines that are actually even Captain America lines. And then in this movie, it starts yeah. off with, like, depressed Captain America. And I was like, am I even going to get the Captain America I'm <laughs> waiting for, you know? Yeah. So there, right. was a, there was a moment of fear there. But anyways, and it happened again a little bit when I rewatched it this time because I forgot how it all turns out. Uh, mm-hmm. Regardless, my worst character is clearly Iron Man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Thor. Um, yeah, exactly. I wish he was better. And he doesn't have all bad moments. There are some redeeming moments. But Thor, mm-hmm. there was a time when Thor was my favorite MCU character. And now he's just gone through such a change over all the movies yeah. to get to where he is mm-hmm. now. Where he's, they want to make him comedic relief. But they also want to make him, like, powerful. But they like it's almost like with Captain Marvel, they just don't really know what to do with Thor, and so in this movie they just meddle around with a bunch of, in my opinion, experimental humor that really misses yeah. the mark. So, right, uh, yeah, I just just be better <laughs> than this. Yeah, the balance of his strength and humor was much better in Ragnarok. Yes, and it just didn't work out for the characterization that they wanted in this movie just because of the whole fat depressed thought. I mean he's yeah. funny in uh, in, uh, in Infinity War when he's again going through a very distraught moment and going through a lot of depression and all that and he's funny mm-hmm. there when he's able to talk to Groot and they're like what well, you can speak whatever tree or whatever and he's like oh I took mm-hmm. it as an elective like yeah. small joke works well yeah. you know like it's funny I'm still yeah. quoting it now like it's mm-hmm. just it's uh it's interesting but yeah in here now they just try to do all these stupid gags and weird humor that does not work for Thor so yeah I don't know they could have done it better I think yeah. in respect to the character better than that but whatever yeah. and those what was your favorite character oh shoot uh oh no uh that's tough um you go first. <laughs> uh, my heavy bias is always there. Captain America is by far my favorite yeah. character. But it's just because I like seeing him on screen. I'm so happy to see him. And by the end of it, I was so... I almost feel a little guilty where I'm like, I know this is supposed to be Iron Man's movie, and yet like they give me so much Captain America by the end of the film that I'm just like, ooh, like I hope the Iron Man guys don't get too mad. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, like right, So right. much Cap, it ends with Cap. Like It's like, oh. But yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I kind of want to say Cap 2. I'm, I'm almost tossing it up between... No, I, I can't. I like I like a lot of the scenes we got with Ant-Man, but I think I'm going to have to stick with... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Iron Man. I think... Um, yeah, for, for, for the general notions that we have of him, I think because he... You know, in the beginning, he's he's already pretty accepted, or he has accepted like what he's going through. But mm-hmm. obviously, typical Tony can't leave well enough alone, right? Yeah. So I think I think what what is great there is that like, yeah, he he built something that he theoretically he theoretically could have been happy with if he just left it. Yes. But the Tony character we know is not somebody who can just leave it. So I think the way that that was portrayed was very appropriate, and um, and for him to obviously tinker out on his own come back to the realization that like okay yeah these guys need me to help them with something i'm just gonna go do that like i i'm the one who has the power to do it and then also for making those decisions later on um yeah i i think yeah the character was obviously done really well robert downey jr played it fantastically yeah he did a great job in this movie yeah absolutely so yeah iron man would be my if i had zero bias iron man would be my favorite as well but um (laughs) Yeah. yeah, he's just a perfect story arc contained within this 
very strangely structured film, and then also perfect story arc contained within all of MCU. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good job, um, mm-hmm. Anthos. Uh, how does this movie rate? as a piece of a bigger picture like how comics are pieces of art <laughs> pretty much the same as infinity war right it's the same question yeah exactly uh yeah like how can you not see this as this is the... as anything other than like a, a piece of so many bigger uh, so much more this is so... like a comic book in the store that you buy that is like the reason why you bought all the other comic books was leading exactly. up to this one comic book <laughs> like... uh-huh yeah or, like, this is the one that, like, all your friends talked about that they read. And so you go out to buy it, yeah. and then after you read this one, then you go back and reread exactly. everything that happened yeah. before this one. Like, yeah. this is, uh... Oh, I forget what I was going to say. No, I had a good analogy, and I totally lost it. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, it, you get it, right. though. It's, it's very much like a comic book, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we did it. The Mammoth of Endgame is done. Oh, jeez. Which is yeah. crazy. Wow. I actually, uh, weirdly, I've never, I never felt like this after we've done one of these podcasts. But I honestly want to watch this movie again right now. Like all I want to do is kind of just go and rewatch it. I'm, I'm, I do too. I have this I weird really feeling do. of just being like I'm on such a high right now from this movie that I'm just kind of like, yeah. Is it weird that I just want to watch all of MCU over again now? <laughs> like, Minus Captain Marvel, yeah. Like true. I do really want to watch it in my own order. <laughs> Well, I kind of wanted to go to sleep with, like, Endgame just playing out in the background. Yeah. Just, like, silently, just next to my ears. Well, I don't know if you've been doing this, but I haven't been watching, like, any MCU movie stuff or, like, trailers or, like, videos or anything like that because I didn't want to get spoiled from our watch over, like, this last year. So, it's been hard. So, if, if a video was trying to recap on something from Endgame, I'd be like, oh, turn it off. Like, I don't want to know because I don't remember Endgame and I'd rather forget Endgame until we oh. rewatch it. So. Well, I, no, I generally don't watch, like that kind of stuff any if i'm watching trailer related things it's for things that are like coming up oh, yeah. not like yeah I, I do get a lot of feed on my youtube like oh here's some things you missed about endgame or yeah. whatever like yeah and i'm like nope not gonna look at that well it's kind of rewarding now that it's like okay i don't have to worry anymore i'm, I'm all caught up now, yeah so i like yeah that. exactly um anyways to anybody out there listening to this long form podcast it's pretty much the length Ooh. of the movie um <laughs> yeah thank you for listening uh be sure to catch us on our next bonus Marvel Marathon episode where we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. We're going to explain it in much more detail in that episode, but this whole time we've been talking about the 22 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe while there's actually, sorry, 23 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it is based on kind of an error on my part with the Phase 3 movies and a misunderstanding of where it ends, which I thought it ended with uh endgame here but also with the idea that we were leading up to endgame being our final film initially anyways so mm-hmm. we were kind of calling yeah. this as our own marvel cinematic universe for 22 films but regardless yeah. we're gonna do it anyways and just give you the 23rd one there so yep. yeah because why not why not all right thank you so much for listening everybody and we'll catch you on the next one all right thank you everybody bye-bye. good bye-bye. night bye-bye <laughs> Thank you.